Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this Notorious by Chance show where we come and talk all things movies, television, streaming, entertainment, all that good shit. And, uh, yeah, this is our second uh, This is our second show in uh, these, I don't know, how do, we, what, how do we call this? Guest September? Guest Timber? That's a good way to call it. Guest Timber. Guest Timber. I like that. Our second like installment it. of Guest Timber. And uh, we actually have a returning guest. Uh, he came in. He did. He was on one of my favorite shows we've done so far in our run, Russell. And he is back to talk about something not as heavy this time. Uh, <laughs> it is Winston Marshall. Winston, how you doing, man? I'm chilling. I, I, I'm, I'm exhausted. This, is, this happens to be that one particular week where... My, I don't get insomnia very often, but this week decided to happen. So I'm here, and I have thoughts. Just forgive me if they're a little jumbled. We'll, we will suss them out. We'll figure We'll essentially be like the coach that had to learn sign language in the replacements. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll learn how to get through my thoughts. We'll, we'll figure it out. We, we, will, we, will, we will do this. I promise. We will do this. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great great fun show. Uh, so yeah, like I said, we're talking about uh, you know in honor of the NFL season starting, uh, we're gonna be talking about a football movie that we got the replacements, which we will get to later in the show. But for right now, we have our usual segments to get into. First of which is our trailer talk. We got two to talk about today, and two very very big movies. One very big in particular, but we'll get to that. First one we're talking about is. For Rebecca, this is a Netflix film based on the classic novel. It was turned into a Hitchcock film. It's the only film he ever made that won Best Picture. Uh, it stars Lily James as this woman who becomes a wife of uh, of a you know, I mean, new husband. Like, I guess everyone's a wife to a new husband at some point. Um, <laughs> that's a weird way to put it. Uh, a wife to a husband who she is living. She's kind of living in the shadow of her of his former wife. Or is she a ghost? Is she not? I mean, I know because I saw I saw the original movie and I read the book. But oh, who knows if you haven't seen it? So, uh, Russell, uh, have you seen the original Rebecca? And what do you think? What do you think of the look of this one? I haven't. Um, obviously, I've heard you talk about it because I know you love Hitchcock. Um, I mean, I think it looks uh, looks well, well shot. Billy James with uh, Army Hammer should be pretty interesting. Um, I like it. This is a big uh, this is a big addition for Netflix. I think. No, absolutely. He's got uh, director Ben Wheatley, who did Free Fire a few years back, which is actually pretty enjoyable. Uh, Winston, I'll go to you because you said you're not a big. You, you've said on the show you're not a big like horror person, but you know, seeing this, does this get you intrigued? Check out this movie. I don't mind thrillers, oh, okay. so I, I like. I know that technically, like Get Out is a horror, but I consider Get Out more of a thriller. It kind of gives me similar vibes, um, and so I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually down with that, and I think. This is big on Netflix in the sense that, like, I don't know if they've had. I mean, maybe if you want to count when they see us, but that was more of a that was more of like a mini series than a movie. I don't think that they've really had like that big kind of movie happen um, since maybe uh, you know. Uh, oh God, um, what is the the movie with? Um, I guess well, I think it was Idris that he was the oh, Beast of, no of the Southern Wild Beast, no Beast of No Nation Beast of No Nation. You haven't had a movie kind of big like the, in um, for Netflix since that, and even that didn't necessarily get the 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 press and publicity that it should have. I mean, obviously it was in contention and talks for Oscar stuff, 
Uh, Probably should have won. This is the first... was incredible in that film. I mean, I agree with you, man. Um, I, I think that this is a situation where this could be the beginning of Netflix not just being like, because obviously they were, they, first they were, hey, all of your movies, we stream them all. You know what I'm saying? The stuff that you remember seeing, you don't have to go to, there's no blockbuster, you don't need to go to Redbox, we got that covered. Then they started going into original programming, and hit or miss, but you have greats like Stranger Things and and um, Orders of New Black and House of Cards, etc. Um, now they've kind of domineered the reality TV and documentary space, um, for the most part. They sort of kind of had something come out of Bird Box, like as far as like the buzz, but it, but... <laughs> You know, it was it wasn't a good movie. That's, no, no, it, it was it was okay. It was okay, um, but now you have something that, like you said, it's a remake of a Hitchcock. It it looks really really well done. So now it looks like they're trying to corner another spear, especially and you need it when you have when you're dealing with HBO Max, when you're dealing with uh, you know Disney Plus, Peacock. You need that thing that continues to stand you out above the rest. And if they're bringing original movies now that are this high quality, I mean, shit, man. Netflix will remain the streaming king maybe forever. I mean, I will disagree with you in the sense that they do, they have at least like one bigger hit every year, like at least within like critic, critically. Like last year they had like Marriage Story and you had The Irishman. Year before you had Roma. So they can That's do true. Big, That's they, true. That's true. Let me, let me, let me walk that backwards. You're exactly <laughs> right. I completely forgot that we got some Oscars for those. I, I forgot. <laughs> That's um, okay. It's okay. Did we have any, do we have anything this year? Uh, this year, I mean, they had Extraction, the Chris Hemsworth action movie. I guess that's true, but Don't what was that? The Talk David about... Spade movie. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, the David Spade one. Yeah. The, the other, the other Kelly or the other Karen or something like that. That should that should that should be a towel. The other the other Karen. The other, which you know they're making a movie called Karen. Are they really? I'm oh, not man. excited about that. So the 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 one that plays Pensatucky and Orange Is the New Black. It's starring her as a Karen who doesn't like her black neighbors that moved into town, so she tortures them by calling the cops and all sorts of shit. Like, literally, uh, like, to hit the nail on the fucking head to the point where it's like, Jesus Christ, don't do this, please. So, 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 it's, so it's like, it's like Lake View Terrace, only in reverse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Role reversal. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but yeah, no, see, and there, there you go. Thank you for calling out like marriage story and, um, uh, Irishman and Irishman. Cause like the funny thing is both of those came out in theaters. So my brain, like, I know it was right. by Netflix. Right. Stuff. My brain didn't necessarily go there, but that, that's what I'm saying. That's where that three, four hours of sleep, four and a half hours of sleep is, is starting to set in. So you just gotta go, no, 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 no. Play <laughs> over here, over here, over here. As a matter of fact, I'm like Danny from the replacements right now. We're like, Culture, just see the thing. I just want to go. You just just guide my confusion. Just guide my confusion. Okay, we 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 got you. We 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 got you, boy. Uh, so yeah, uh, well, like we said, Rebecca, sure, sure, sure to uh, hopefully be a big hit. Look, it looks great. I agree. And set for a a drop on the twenty first of October, twenty twenty. Uh, next trailer we're talking about. This one had me hyped. I'm talking, of course, about the trailer for Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Now I remember I I saw Tenet over the, over the weekend, and they showed the teaser for the trailer. I I, I don't see them they do this very often. Movies like oh here we go, so number nine. You're gonna get this trailer. It's gonna be sweet. And they show like previews of like what we were gonna see in the trailer. I had to stop myself from like standing up and applauding and yelling fuck yeah, in the in the theater full of like people. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, we had this trailer for this sci-fi epic about the tales of the you know political struggle of the planet Arrakis that is the one source of the spice. Uh, Winston, how familiar are you with Dune in general, and are you excited for this movie? I know absolutely zero about Dune. I never saw the original. There's a book involved with this, right? Yes, it's based, I, it's based on right? a book. I haven't read the book, haven't seen the original, so I'm I'm completely blind to this and didn't I get, could give two fucks uh, about what was going on. Um, and then between SCN and this, I was it was like, oh yeah, watch the trailer. And again, delirious, absolutely delirious while I'm watching it. But I'm like, yo, what is this fever dream that I am <laughs> watching right now? This is fucking crazy. And ironically again because i'm tired and i'm watching it in bed i fell asleep in the middle of the trailer which just gave me the excuse to watch it again and it's not because i was bored it's just because i was tired but then i got to go this is gonna be fucking phenomenal what what is this i finally understand why people have been hyped up about this shit like i cannot wait to see this and that cast is insane oh fuck yeah, like man. also so interesting to see, like, kind of a slightly, like, a, he, he clearly gained the weight for the role to see a slightly heavier Jason Momoa, because we're so used to seeing, like, jacked-ass, like, Aquaman, but, like, his face is a little bit fuller or whatever for whatever this role is and stuff like that. So I think that that's so cool when people, like, will go in super hard for character work. It's not just the trimming down you do, the people that will gain weight or that'll, like, go mad skinny, you know, if it, if it meets the role a little bit much. So to see that little change on him, too... But, like, the action looks really dope. I've never been the biggest Timothy Chalamet fan. I think he looks like a wet rat. But, like, <laughs> but like, but like in this, like, even he looks like a badass. We're just saying something. So I'm all about it, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I, if, if, I'm sorry if that hurt any viewers. I'm sorry. That was, that was good. Um, so, uh... Russell, we have this movie, first of two planned adaptations. Are you excited for this one? And do you think it will make the money to get that second movie? Because Villeneuve, agree he said, like, I would not agree to make this movie if I had to squeeze that whole novel into one film. Because that's, that's, a, that's a large task for anybody. That's why the yeah. 84 David Lynch film, which I, I like, I don't love, that's why it kind of falls because it tries to squeeze the whole the whole novel into one film and the, the world of dune is actually very dense and very complicated so uh, yeah. russell uh are you are you excited for dune like i said are you excited and do you think it'll make the money first off what are they releasing it i know it's in the is it a winter Dece release? december 18th okay so we're looking at the possibility of i mean theaters are starting to reopen so you got you got that going for you um we see tenants still making a, a little bit of money i mean i think it's going to make its money you know, gradually. I mean, because that's one of the big blockbusters there. I mean, we'll see what happens in the next couple months. I think it's going to make money. I just don't know if it's going to be full capacity theaters. You know what I mean? Um, some of the theaters I know around here are doing not showing like a lot of those old, like the throwback movies and stuff like that. Like your Back to the Future, your ET and stuff like that, because they're literally showing Tenet like every 15 minutes. So if they do something like that with Dune, which I see them probably doing, if I mean, it just depends on where COVID goes, you know, in the next couple of months. I, I, I could see like theaters literally just being all doomed. Um, and, I, and if that's the case, I mean, I can absolutely see this movie making a lot of money. I mean, it's Denny Villeneuve. I know, uh, you know, I was kind of on the opposite with Blade Runner 2049. Um, you know what I mean? And I know that's, that was his big chance to try to make money. And that movie kind of like did kind of bomb a little bit for him. But um, no, I think Dune's going to make some money. I really do. 
And kind of what Winston said, I mean, look at that star-studded cast. I mean, literally, top to bottom, I mean, you have everybody, you got, I mean, it's it's crazy. And it's like, I wonder how they're all going to fit into this, Bro. this, this, this whole entire vision. Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa, Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista. Josh Brolin. Uh, Josh Brolin. Brolin. Javier Bardem. Uh, Yep. It's like, Like, it's just, this is, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. It's mind blowing how many like star studded, you know, cast members you have in this film. Hans Zimmer on the music. Fuck, man. Like, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This movie looks insane. I love everything I'm seeing. I'm I'm surprised they showed up this the sandworm. The sandworm is like the big thing in Dune. Oh we my get to God. see it. It's a giant tremor. <laughs> it, it is a, it is basically a giant tremor, but it looks great. Uh, it looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't I can't wait to see it. It's, uh, December twenty December eighteenth, twenty twenty. Y'all better go see this just because. Oh, you know what it is. What? I don't think that Momoa necessarily put on any weight. It's just you know how some, for some people a beard just fucking thins your face out. Right. Yeah. I just realized it's that he's he's clean he's shaved. shaved. And so you just see that he has a, he has a very he has a stronger square jawline, but you can't tell when it's just like draped hair and draped beard. It's just all hidden. Yeah. Now I get it. All right, never mind. <laughs> he could he could he could have slimmed down. He he doesn't look he doesn't look like full Aquaman like bulk. So he could have slimmed down a little bit. But either way, uh, it's going to be cool to see Momoa in this film just because I know the role he's playing. And yeah, uh, December 18th, 2020, y'all better turn out because I need both parts of this saga. <laughs> uh, so that brings to the end of our, tra- our trailer talk. This is going great so far. Uh, we now move on to our notorious news segment. And we have a couple that are more discussion topics than news stories. Uh, first of which is one I want to discuss specifically with you, Winston, because... Well, first of all, I think enough time has passed. Second of all, now this may be a case of me racial profiling, and if it is, I apologize. But okay. I'm <laughs> I could go on a little and say you're a big fan of Black Panther, yes? A huge fan of Black Panther. Okay, cool. So I'm not I'm not I am racial profiling, but it's also true. So there we go. Uh, so we we're still kind of rocked by the death of Chadwick Boseman. I think enough time has passed that we can really discuss like his future projects because. We know there was a sequel in development. Uh, it was slated for a May. It was played for a prime May 2022 release date. Um, with the lose, with the loss of Chadwick Boseman, I, I, I just want to know what you, what, what, what do we think that they should do? Do you think they should recast T'Challa? Do you think they should pass the mantle of Black Panther to another existing character? Winston, what, what, do you, what do you think Marvel should do? Because I know, I know my thoughts, but I want to hear, I want to hear you first. Yeah, yeah, no, I've 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 spoken on it a couple times on a, on various platforms. I mean, my my two cents is you find a way to marry you marry the, the two main push sentiments that you pass the mantle to somebody already within the series and that you uh, do recast T'Challa. So for those that aren't familiar with the books, at one point T'Challa does disappear slash die. And Shuri takes up the mantle as Black Panther. She becomes the Queen of Wakanda and defends the land. She ends up going the ancestral plane and being taught by uh, T'Challa as well as Adora Milaje in order to really become a warrior. Because she's always had basic training, but like they really teach her how to do it. And then you mix that with her just innate abilities as like a genius. And she's actually one of the most badass Black Panthers, like superheroes in general that you've seen. So I think that what you do 
you pass the mantle to Shuri uh, for Black Panther 2. This gives for two things. The first, this allows for for the same, I mean, little kids in general, but it was, but, you know, there was something special for little black boys to see a hero that's like their Superman, that's like their Batman, to see him and then everybody, you know, the Wakanda forever and all that kind of stuff. There's something to be seen in that. It's not to say that little black girls didn't see that as well and didn't see it in Okoye and Shuri, but give them that same moment to see that that black woman be be that same thing that T'Challa was. And then what you do is by the time it's time to do Black Panther 3, because you know that this movie's going to do well, and so you're probably going to be offered up a third one. By the time you do Black Panther 3, you, you, at that point you have recast T'Challa. Um, and then you've done two things. You've, one, given those little black girls that opportunity. You, two, have given Chad, Chadwick uh like kind of his honor and his homage you you find a way to like essentially maybe you can't use his face on screen but you have him in his black panther outfit maybe he dies in battle um or something or he disappears into another void or some something like that so he doesn't just die off screen this story becomes about how wakanda deals without t'challa being there in shuri's moment and then in black panther 3 if you found the right person to pay t'challa and take the mantle up at that point that's when you introduce the recasting. I think it's too soon to recast uh, T'Challa right now. I don't. I don't know if that is the right move, but that is personally my two cents. That that is what I think would be the best marriage of. Don't cast and recast is okay. don't do it for this movie, but do it for the one after. Interesting. See, I'm gonna <clears throat> see. I'm gonna kind of swerve to what you said because I think that look, uh, Black Panther is one of my favorite superheroes. I was waiting forever to see him get like a big screen like major hollywood film and i and i loved it when i when i saw it i mean i still love it now that's, that's what we're going to say but I, I do love the movie <laughs> and i love that character and i think that something i think they were doing they're kind of like they barely scratched the surface of all you can do with the in that universe and right. i would like to see them explore that more because you know we keep hearing that they had some like really big like epic stuff teed up for black panther 2 stuff that I would like to see. So, I mean, I know it'd be a tough job for any actor to to try and take up, but I actually wouldn't mind seeing him be recasted for the next one just because I love just because I love that character. I love Chadwick. He's great. He was an awesome actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love that character enough to the point where I want to I I, I just want to see him. I want to see him all the time. No, I understand. I think I think that for me, it's the same way that if you look at how the Joker was handled, they didn't go re they didn't go recast the Joker for the Dark Knight Rises because remember yeah. originally, when he gets captured, he, there was supposed to be another storyline with the Joker right, right, right. in that third film. Heath Ledger passes. Christopher Nolan goes, well, then forget it. We'll just I'll, I'll move on and do something else. But then Warner Brothers obviously is not going to let that character go. Though I do not appreciate the choice of he of uh, of uh, Jared Leto, I thought. Uh, oh, nobody does. No, nobody does. <laughs> um, uh. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't let it go forever. You eventually did let it. Leto do it, and then you get the Oscar-winning performance from uh, Phoenix. So that's all I'm saying. Just give it some time to breathe. Right. I think that's fair. And, and that, I think that's more my thing. And I think you could do that by like pushing Black Panther two back. I I, I do think they're probably they're probably going to push it back at some point. Because they really, they really need to regroup. Because they've never been in a hole like this. Yeah. So, Russell, oh, what, yeah. what what would you be in favor of in, in this case? 
I kind of like what Winston said, honestly. Um, the thing I will say that if we have like one, I mean, obviously there's no positive out of the situation, but at least that whole entire, you know, um, you know, with all the, all those movies connecting together, that's done. So you don't have to worry about that. You know what I mean? We had Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther connecting the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know what I mean? So now with it post, you know, Endgame and everything, um, kind of what you know, kind of what Winston said. You can get away with doing that now. I think the little bit the pressure's not as much now because of the fact that you know those twenty-one movies or whatever that linked together. You don't have to worry about that. You know what I mean? I think it's a little bit more free reign, so to speak. But um, no, I like what I, I like what Winston said. Uh, for sure. I like bring the female led character into the second film and then, um, you know, uh, go for the third one and recast T'Challa. If so, you know, yeah, I, I think, I think it's a perfect move. Yeah. Cause I think the other part about it too, is that it's, it's, I'm not pulling it out of my ass. Like it's, yeah. it's, it was in the books, like it's yeah. canon. So like, so, it's not yeah, like so, it's uh, so people are making shit up yeah. and then you have a reason to be angry. Yeah. You literally have a precedent with it being set in the comics and you can tell whatever story you kind of want, but I but I hear you, uh, yeah. Chance, in the sense that like I think about Civil War two, I think about his whole storyline with Storm, I think about a lot of different moments where T'Challa has like stepped up and like his wisdom and his interaction with the rest of these heroes and whatnot, let alone his own adventures. He is an extremely interesting character. I think that this is one of those situations of. At what point do you do service to the character versus doing service to like the person that brought the character to life? You know what I'm saying? Right. It's that it's that weird balance of figuring that out. Yeah, no, and and, and I I trust Marvel implicitly at this point just because they've I've more or less they've liked everything it. they've done. Yeah, they've earned, they know they've absolutely earned yeah. it. I give you I give you three billion reasons as to why I trust Marvel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean it's it just for me personally. I, I want to see more T'Challa adventures, even if that means recasting in the wake of a tragic passing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if, if the other way, if the other way to do it, because I don't know if there is a way that you, obviously, you don't want to go with, like, some CGI blasphemy. If it's something where, like, he dies, she picks up the mantle, and then he has to go on, like, some sort of, it's a mix of a quest between her and him, her on the physical plane, him in the ancestral plane, for him to be brought Ooh. back to life. And then maybe when he's brought back, you know, it's like, oh, well, you don't look exactly like the way you do. I mean, maybe you don't call out the, the, the whole thing. You're like, but th maybe there's some maybe there's something there of uh, you can explain. Like, you don't necessarily have to explain away. Yeah. Why he looks different. People accept recastings. It happens. I mean, shit, you already did it with with Rhodey. You did so with Rhodey. You, you did with Bruce Banner. But I, yeah, but I think you just I think it's more again, it's not a matter of we have to do that. It's more of a respect thing. That's yeah. all. You know, those those were because, hey, you, you're you were being an asshole. Hey, you didn't you didn't like the money we were going to offer you. So we're just going to throw somebody else in. But this is a scenario yeah. where this is like he really was one of the hearts of this universe. So, yeah. And what sucks is the one actor, I, I, the actor I most want to take over has already been cast in the universe. Who? I'm, of course, I'm about Brian Tyree Henry. No, I'm kidding. Michael B. Jordan, of course. Oh, you would want to see Michael B. Jordan as T'Challa. I see. I would actually want to see Yaya. Oh, Yaya Abdul Mateen. I think that he would be great. He'd be. He'd be actually. That's a very good. That's a very good decision. What? What? What did it for me? Because like I liked him in Aquaman, but what did it for me was Watchmen. Oh, Just seeing him in Watchmen, I was like that. 
that that he can play anything. <laughs> like at that, once I saw that, I was like, oh shit, give this man a full time superhero and, and not just like you know a season of a show, and and not just like uh, you know lip service in Aquaman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, um, I would. <laughs> well done, well, well done. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think yeah, yeah would do really good with the role. Marvel, get on that. Right. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's that's it for that. That's it for the you know that discussion point. Uh, next thing I want to talk, about, but this is a story we actually missed last week that I want to talk about with Dan, but we're going to do it with Winston instead because, look, all right, look, goddamn it, 2020 has taken a lot from us. And I, th- it's it's getting to the point where it's almost offensive. Why? Because it was announced via Sylvester Stallone that Rocky IV is losing Polly's sex robot. Now, in case you haven't seen Rocky IV, uh, there's a subplot where Polly has a robot <laughs> that they never say he had sex with, but at the same time, he totally did. So, <laughs> Russell. <laughs> Do you oh, lo- do you love Rocky? Do you love Rocky Four? And how do you feel about this transgression against Rocky Four? So I mean, only, I, I've yeah. only seen. Go, go ahead, Russell. Go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say yeah. I mean, I obviously love the Rocky uh, series. Um, God, it's so random to put that in there, man. Rocky Four, seriously. Like <laughs> I, I like. Wh- I want to know what Stallone was thinking. Um, <laughs> man. Yeah. I I just I don't even know. I like I said I was even shocked. Like. 2020 can just keep like shooting out news and it's not a surprise you know, at this point it's like oh yeah like you know what's next you know um but yeah i don't it is that is just the strangest marriage on screen i i just i can't fathom why stallone like greenlit that and said hey this is this is a perfect idea it, it is really crazy so uh, yeah I, I don't even know i i really i don't even know how to comment it i really don't <laughs> i literally don't damn uh, well, yeah, I know. It's, this news is so shocking that it loses all at a loss. <laughs> yeah, right? I, 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 look, man, I, I have seen Rocky three. I have seen both Creed's. Uh, I've never been, like, a huge boxing fan, uh, but those movies got me kind of into it. I had to watch Rocky three for a... Um, uh, for an audition, and then they wanted me to... Like, specifically, they wanted to go into... Uh, the whole Mr. T element and all that kind of thing. like the Hulk was in that oh, and they, all they, that they, shit. They, they, they have you the, hey, um, hey woman, hey woman, you want a real man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you come over here? I'll show you what a real, real champ looks like. That's, a, that's yeah. enough. There's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it's too much, it's too much. Let me buy it right now. Like, um, but but that and I've seen. Same thing for that same audition. They had me. They wanted me to watch Rocky Four. I couldn't find it anywhere, so I went and um, I watched the movie clips on YouTube. How they'll put like the eight best moments out of a movie. Right. So I get the basic gist. They already left out the sex robot, so I have no idea what the fuck everybody's talking about. <laughs> but I would just say, if for for uh, Stallone to put it in there, my guess is remember this is the peak of Stallone's like fame and money. I guarantee you he had a sex robot. So he just wanted to include that in there because he was like, I want y'all to see part of my life. It's like, I want you to see what it's like with me at this level. Like, that's, that's essentially what that was, bro. And I respect it. Yeah, no, the, the thing is, like, it kind of like at Stallone's height, like, he, he cheated on everybody. Literally, everybody. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's true. So That's true. I'm assuming he, he needs the he needs the robot in that case. But quick quick on Mr. T. I mean, you guys are all over persuasion. I remember. You remember remember Mr. T's cereal? Yeah. He had a cereal. He did, and look up the commercial because he sells I it like know that. the only the only like slogan he has in the course like it's cool. Like, like really, that's it. Like, it's, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's not bad. I want to see. I want to see him fun. sell that like it did, like <laughs> in like Rocky in like Rocky Three. He's like, hey woman, hey woman, get out of my cereal. Eat my cereal, kid. <laughs> Eat my cereal, kid. Get the fuck out of you. I come over and check my out. <laughs> why, are you uh, eating, why are you eating so fast? Miss T say go kill you. Miss T say go kick my ass. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. That's yeah, crazy. If, if you haven't, go look up the commercial from, from Mr. T cereal. It's amazing. Uh, next point we're talking about is more of a discussion point because The Boys, season two, uh, it dropped on Amazon. And a notable thing about this season is the fact that. It only dropped the first three episodes, and everything after that is gonna it's gonna release all week to week. So, I mean, they're clearly following suit with Disney Plus because they did the Mandalorian, and that did that did well for them. So, I, I will open to the floor, Winston. I want to go to you first. Do you think that this is a do you, what? What do you think the smarter releasing method for a series on a streaming service? Do you think it's all at once or week to week like this? And do you think that week to week is a strategy that we'll see more streaming services implement? I honestly think it depends. Um, I think if you know you have something with a lot of like star or staying power automatically built into it, I think it's actually better to do the appointment viewership. So The Mandalorian had the hype. The Mandalorian had um, uh, Star Wars behind it. So, for as an example, appointment viewing worked in that case because it no one was gonna go anywhere. I mean, if it had been shit, maybe they would have. But like, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? You yeah, had you had a foundation where you could get away with that. Versus like, I can't guarantee that I would have necessarily uh, stuck around for say, Orange is the New Black because you know it was even though you had Jinji Cohen. The biggest star at the time on the show, which is why he was included in the first place, was Jason Biggs. And to be honest with you, barring a few like kind of shocking moments, it was kind of boring up top. It's once you got used to who the characters were, that's when you started to roll with that. You know what I'm saying? So I think it really depends on what you're dealing with. Uh, and I don't have a problem with it being both ways. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a little annoyed that there's certain things I can't watch right away, but I think that that also keeps me coming back. It's not a bad thing, you know? Absolutely. No, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, Russell, what about you? As someone who has not watched any streaming shows that are not you or Tiger King. <laughs> or Ozark. Or, or Ozark. Ozark. Um, like Ozark. I don't know. Like Honestly, I think we've talked about this before. I think the you know you get those series that have their, like, your Stranger Things that are going to release all at once and have your binge. And it's still going to stay relevant. You know what I mean? You get other shows that come out. And they put all their stuff out. It's like, boom, they consume it, and then it's done. It's forgotten about. So I like this idea where they're doing kind of like the weekly serials type thing to where they're they're still stirring conversation. They're stirring curiosity. They're stirring the buzz. You know what I mean? So I think in that way, it's kind of smart. I don't know. I, I've seen it on Amazon Prime. I have literally no idea what that, that boy show is. Um, I just see it advertised all over uh, Amazon Prime. But... Um, and, and I've seen a couple people like post on like social media about it. So I mean, it, it, I guess it's I don't know. 
Um, but I think that's a smarter way to do it. Kind of how you, you know, obviously the Mandalorian, which I need to watch and I'll be watching. Um, you know, did the week to week thing and it was successful. So I, I don't know. I, I think I think the week to week thing is more. I don't know. I, to me, it was a smarter move just because of the fact it it, it keeps it it keeps it current, keeps it relevant, as opposed to let's just binge the hell out of it, be done with it, then it's forgotten about. You know what I mean? No, I agree. And, and yeah, I do think that I, I kind of agree with you. Cause like with Winston, yeah, certain shows like this, certain shows do not go well with a week to week format. Like I can, I couldn't imagine watching the crown week to week. I love the crown, but that's just, yeah. Yeah. You, you just need to, you just need that all at once. Exactly. Yeah. But something like stranger thing, I think could actually do really well week to week. Yeah. Just because like I think so. people will come back no matter what. So and yeah, like that's that's very much a thing that Disney Plus wants to avoid because you look at shows like Stranger Things or like any major Netflix show, like people people watch it in the weekend, talk about it for like one or two weeks, and it's out of this, it's out of public consciousness at that point. Yeah. So I think they're yeah, very smart bar, going bar, about that. Good. Barring barring an award season. Barring an award season, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I agree with you. So, yeah, I do think that's more starts to follow in suit. Just, and hopefully they pick the right shows to do this with because I'm not <laughs> sure I could do a week-to-week of you. I'm just, I'm just being honest. <laughs> uh, next story we're talking about is uh, we ha- Grizzly 2 The Revenge is finally coming out. Now, I'm going to take you guys on a walk real quick. So... Uh, this this story goes all the way back to 1976. There was a Jaws ripoff featuring a bear called Grizzly. Uh, it came out, did reasonably well. Actually, not reasonable. It did very well. Uh, made 39 million on a 750 thousand dollar budget. Jeez. Uh, yeah. So wow. that came out. They made the sequel. <laughs> but here's where it gets interesting. So the sequel included Louise Fletcher, who played Nurse Ratchet in One Flew Cuckoo's Nest after her Oscar win. <laughs> Uh, oh, wow. Also, fe- also featured John Reese Davies, Charlie Sheen, George Clooney, Laura Dern. They went in. They filmed. It's gonna be all about the bear attacking an outdoor concert. The thing is, though, <laughs> before the film was completed, the film executive producer John Proctor disappeared with the rest of the film's budget. He just up and grabbed the money and just took off. No, wow. I, I still don't think anyone's found that guy. <laughs> Uh, not to mention all the mechanical bears from the movie were destroyed, so the movie was never finished. Bootleg copies were around, but it turns out that the movie is finally done. So, yeah, we are getting a 1980s killer bear movie in 2020 later this year. <laughs> so, Russell, I know you're a big horror guy. So, you, you, hear, you hear this story. Are you intrigued to check it out? Because I'm not going to lie, I am. I really want to see this. Oh, the story in itself, I think, lends you to be more curious about it. So, yeah, obviously, it's a no-brainer. I'm absolutely curious about it. Um, I do think that they should have probably, if they were doing it now, cast the bear from the Revenant because that I can't really like that bear really fucked Leo up. <laughs> and I'm just saying, but uh, no, I'm just saying. I, I think that but, that, that, uh, that bear yeah. might have caught a case. I'm not sure where he is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely curious about it, man. Uh, yeah, it seems fun. And, and, and again, in a year that's just a fucking joke of a year anyway i think that uh having something like that come out i think is perfect all right uh winston i know you're not big on horror but you, you hear the story does that intrigue you at all to check out this movie just 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 as your curiosity which movie again forgive me uh grizzly 2 the revenge or grizzly 2 revenge. no oh. no no the simple fact the simple <laughs> fact that like the name grizzly is already stupid 
But then the fact that there's a two, and then it's called the revenge, and it's not something like, uh, like, like, barely dead or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Or like, or like, or like, barely legal. Coming, coming, coming back for you or some shit like that. Or like Grizzly Two Hibernation from Hell. Like, like if you're not gonna give me something fucking good. In the, in the title, then no, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> hey, look, they they busted out revenge in movie two. Jaws waited. Jaws didn't do that to movie four, so they clearly have no restraint. That's what I'm saying. It should have been Jaws four, more teeth. Like you know what I'm saying? Like or like Jaws two, no more TMJ. Like you know what I'm saying? Like just some like give me something. These these lame ass subtitles are not cutting it, bro. Okay, now how do you feel about the Conjuring Three? The, de- the devil made me do it. Is that is that the real title? That's the no, that it? is the real That's title. Legit. I mean, I actually don't hate that. <laughs> like I should, I really should, and I feel like I'll never forget that on the Schmodown. If that question comes up, I'll be like, "Oh fuck, I know the answer to this question," but like. <laughs> I don't, I don't, the devil made me do it. Like, if anything, what that sounds like, that sounds like a black kid was in charge of that movie. And it was like, mama, 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 I swear to God, I wasn't thinking the devil made me do it. Like, that literally sounds like some shit I know a homie has said to his mom before. And she beat his ass, be like, don't you bring Jesus into this. I'll show you the devil. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I just. All right. Uh, next story we're talking about. Uh, we talked a little about about Tenet earlier, but it has just crossed 150 million worldwide. So this movie is trucking along like really well, actually. I mean, like you said, Russell, it's showcasing a lot of it's showcasing a, a lot of theaters, like like almost every hour. Yeah. So it's it's, it's really like packing in a lot of theaters. So I mean, I think all the answers. Winston, you haven't got a chance to check out Tenet yet, have you? No, because, and this is what hurts me. I don't know what to do because I don't feel safe going to movie theaters right now, personally. I just don't. I don't, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't trust the people that I'd be sitting down with, even if we're spaced. Like, I, I, I drive Instacart for a living right now. Like, things are trending more in a direction out of that. But, like, I've been out enough to see people with, like, the mask over their mouth with their nose uncovered or not doing it not doing it at all or people yeah. have already let go of that hand washing technique and i know for a fact that like the, these companies are like we're cleaning stuff to xyz level but how many of those kids that work at like movie theaters because it's may and mid mainly tends to be high school students and college students. you start to think about it yeah how much are they like maybe happy to have their job back like why am i here there's nothing to fucking do maybe they're half-assing it a little bit maybe they don't feel good about being there in the first place and they're you know like there's too many X factors for me to go, which sucks because I really yeah. want to see Tenet in theaters. Clearly, this is something you need to see on a big screen. So it sucks, but no, I have not, and I don't know if I'm going to. We'll see. Interesting. So I mean, but, but like seeing these numbers, I think we're about, I mean six, I mean six days from like the world, from like the world wide release, at least in the not worldwide, but like in the U.S. specifically. Uh, yeah. Checking along at it's at 150 million now and a 225 budget. We talked about this with Dan last week, but I, I do you think it's on track to actually become profitable? Because it's got, I mean, it's this is a good step, but it's got like a really long way to go after this. I I know that the more money is getting involved, I I think that they might be I, right, but I think your better move 
is for Warner, and I hope they've already planned this, to re-release this next year in theaters. Like, obviously, it will have come out on video and our Blu-ray and all that kind of stuff by then. But you re-release it next year to give everybody that wasn't ready to go to a theater that opportunity. I bet you they would make both the money back they needed for whatever advertising they would put into that, plus some. Like, everything I've heard about this movie, it sounds like it's good enough that people would shell out the dough to go out when they felt better about theaters. And that you didn't have to necessarily have, you know, what is it? it it's at like a 20% capacity because you have to keep a certain amount of space, something like yeah, that. Yeah, the one, the, the, one, the one in my town is like 40. Really? Yeah. Because the one I went to at Myrtle Beach when I saw Tenet, I actually chose my seat and it already X'd off around me, which I thought was kind of cool. It X'd the seats off automatically that, that were near me. But then somebody brought up a good point. Can somebody still sit in front of you? I'm like, yeah. But the way they're staggered, I mean, they're staggered all the way down. But again, regardless, you know, there wasn't that many people in there. But I can see what Winston's saying with, um, you never know. Yeah, and I and I was thinking the same thing. You never know who's working there. These kids are making like nine bucks an hour, ten bucks an hour. You get that, you know, screw it mentality. You know what I mean? Did we even really sanitize the theaters? You kind of hope everybody buys into this. You know what I mean? That this right. is serious. This is a serious pandemic, and hopefully that. With the proper use of you know the you know technology and you know even like the sanitation things that we can kind of overcome this and I, that's what you got to hope, kind of what you said. Too many X factors, it is, but to me it's kind of like I try to if if I do that I wouldn't go any I wouldn't even go to work. I work at an airport, so you know what I mean. Oh, I, I think man, to, dude. I, I think I think they, and I think maybe me I'm a little bit more lenient because of where I work. Do you know what I mean? But I think the other part of that too is you have to do that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, I like have that to. Is yeah, your, yeah, that no, is your I have livelihood. To. It's the same yeah. reason why I would not be in grocery stores as much as I am. I'm yeah. there because I have to. Otherwise, I can't pay yeah. bills. Yeah. Uh, I don't have to go see Tenet. I want no, to that's true. very, very, yeah. very, very badly, but I don't have yeah. to. Yeah. No, I, I get it, man. I trust me. I, I completely understand. I mean, no one would disagree. No one would say you have to. No one needs you there. No, no one needs you there. He'll pay your hospital bill. No I, need <laughs> I need him. I need him to go back in time and prevent me from having asthma. That that's what he needs to do. <laughs> no, he does you, that, and I'll say fuck it. You, you, no, you, you know, you know what? Like honestly, like the the strategy for Tenet was all wrong. The market strategy was all wrong. And these just about the posters of Nolan doing the Uncle Sam's doing the I need you to go see Tenet. I, I need theaters. you. Yeah, I, I need your ass in this theater. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's great. Uh, next story we're talking about. Uh, we have a first set photo from the now resumed filming Mission Impossible 7. Because goddamn Coro uh, Coronas may have stopped The Rock and Batman, but it's not stopping Tom Cruise. No way. Uh, we got our first <laughs> photo of what looked like a ramp built on the side of a mountain. I don't know where this is leading. I don't know what this is going to be. I don't know what this is going to be. I do have... I do have, uh, I can't say one thing with absolute certainty, Tom Cruise is either going to run off, run into, drive drive off. He's going to do something batshit insane on this ram. They're going to be like, that's fucking wild. But God damn it, Tom Cruise, you're great. <laughs> so, uh, Russell, play, place, place your bets. Uh, run, jump, drive, fly. What is he going to do to this ramp? I think it's gonna be a motorcycle. I oh, think it's gonna motorcycle. be a motorcycle, like a like a crotch rocket type thing, because I know he's a big avid uh, motorcyclist. Um, and I think he's just gonna go over. He's gonna like go like shoot over the ramp. And I, I don't know if maybe he's gonna do a free fall to where he opens up a shoot or something like that, or and or 
grab onto something that's, you know what I mean, a plane or something, who knows, grab onto something from, I mean, that's the only thing that I could get out of it because literally it's a ramp that leads nowhere. Um, there's only so many things that you can do uh, that I'm thinking, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking like a motorcycle or crotch rocket and he's going to be catapulted into like grabbing onto something and, or I think free falling and opening a chute or something. I don't know. All right. Russell, Russell, you're completely wrong, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So Winston, give you have a ramp. All right. Build your Tom Cruise stunt. I like it. It's rollerblades. <laughs> my guy. Oh, my guy. Oh, my man. guy. My guy has followed the experimental rollerblades with rockets on them. <laughs> and like he's trying to get the fuck away. And Love it. they literally said if you get enough, if you get enough drag, you can pop open your fucking glider and shit and fly off. So he's 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 shooting. He's fucking going. He pops up in the air. Like and, and then it's just like and he's like, oh shit, I didn't get enough drag. And he's just trying to figure out what the fuck to do, bro. And he's out here doing a a Tony Hawk pro skater sketching fucking like tricks all the way down until someone saves him at the last second. That's that's definitely what's happening. Okay, <laughs> so I, I absolutely inside source, inside source. Rollerblades. <laughs> all right, you're you're here first. Tom Tom Cruise is jumping with rollerblades off a ramp. I'm down. <laughs> all right, so I'm I will see your rollerblades. I'll raise you. I'll raise you a nuclear power tricycle. He's gonna jump off. <laughs> He's gonna ride it down. He's, gotta, oh, he's like, oh, crap, the tricycle's the bum. I got to ride it off this fucking ramp. It's like three, <laughs> two, one, and then he's going to get off at the last second. How about a radio flyer wagon? <laughs> How about that one? Uh, just, just Tom Cruise like a little red wagon. <laughs> Hold on to that the black bar or whatever <laughs> like this and just going down. Ah, oh, shit, it's going off track. <laughs> oh, my God, that'd be great. But either way, look. I don't, we don't know what it's gonna be. Okay, we do know it's gonna be, it's gonna be like nuclear power, rocket power, rollerblades, but <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Rocket <laughs> uh, power. <laughs> uh, next story we're talking about one that might. Uh, well, actually, I'll skip that one for later. Uh, for right now, there is apparently a Borat sequel coming. Yeah, Sasha yes. Baron Cohen. He he revealed that he somehow shot this in secret. It's done. I think it's showcasing later this year, and it's going to be about Borat in hiding because he believes he's not super famous. So, uh, Winston, have you seen the original Borat? Are you a fan, and would you be down for a sequel? I mean, I did see the original Borat. I did like it. We talked about this a little bit on SCN Live today. I, I'm of the mindset it just really depends on how this goes. I remember what happened in the unofficial sequel in Bruno because, you know, he essentially just decided to keep trying out his different characters in these scenarios and see what happens, especially because you want to take some of the heat off. If he kept going around as Borat, everybody remembers that shit. He had to go with a different character. Um, I'm of the mindset that if this if this is dealt with in a particular way where, like, he... Um, say, for example, he was, you know, covering the election... And he went to, like, you know, the RNC and the DNC, and he's making everybody look like an idiot. You know, that's fine. But, like, I can't... I'm not about, like, a 2020 Borat, like, let's go to the hood and say the N-word. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not... I think we've kind of evolved past that. I don't think that there's anything wrong with this character. Because, like, I think of... Someone tried to say I was being too sensitive. I was like, no, because look at what Eric Andre did... Uh, he has that movie with uh, Tiffany Haddish and uh, God, oh. I can't remember who the other oh, is. Oh, it's Lorel, right? It's Lorel. 
that I don't yeah. I don't know if it ever dropped or not. I think I think um, it, was supposed to, it was supposed to drop like last year, but that kept getting pushed back, and then Corona happened, and now we now we still have not. Right, seen it. right. It was supposed to drop this year uh, from after its pushback, but yeah, Corona. I don't remember if it ever dropped or not. The people that I saw heard saw like some of the critics didn't fucking love it, but the people that I know that just like saw it that were like critic adjacent, you know, they have like the they have the uh, the access, but they're not like the all right for the New York Times. Uh, they thought it was fucking hysterical. So you can do. I don't have a problem with that humor of fucking with people in real life, where it's a blend of a movie and a re, uh, and like a punked esque type of character work type thing. I just don't want it. I just don't want the same Bruno Borat that we got in 06. I don't think that that necessarily fits. If you find a new way to attack it, I'm good with it, and that that would be great. But that's just personally me. Okay, so uh, Russell, uh, same question to you. You've uh, seen the original Borat. Would you be interested in a yeah. sequel? Yeah, I mean, I I saw that back when it came out in oh, I want to say oh six. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, um, I was in college, and uh, my friends and I went and saw it, and um, we laughed our ass off. It was hilarious. Again, of course, we're college. You know, we're 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 college kids. I mean, obviously, we're you know, you put anything funny like jackass and stuff in front of us, we're laughing our ass off, having a good time. Um, Kind of what Winston said. I think the segue fourteen years later, though, I think. Sasha Baron Cohen, as a professional, I think would kind of say, okay, what I did then may not be so good now. You know what I mean? And I think maybe as kind of looking at Baron even Bruno, which I, I enjoyed that one too. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I think maybe he would tailor that. And I think he would kind of know maybe that, you know, what worked for him in 06, maybe 14 years later might not, you know what I mean? might not work again. So I think if he can do it, kind of what Winston said, if he can do it tastefully, Obviously, still having the, the, you know, the Borat, you know, just the funny Borat, you know, scenes and stuff like that. I think it could work. I mean, I really do think it could work. I think he's a talent. Um, and I, like I said, those two movies are hilarious. So, and again, they came out at a perfect time. Like I said, I was in college when Borat came out, and I think I was, I was probably out of college when Bruno came out, but still both funny. And I absolutely would go see Borat too. I mean, either this sucks. Uh, Sasha Baron, Josh Baron Cohen still wins. You know why? Because he gets to go home. He gets to go home to Isla Fisher every night. Bastard. I mean, it's the Fisher. Yeah, you right. You right. That is a win. <laughs> That's a motherfucking win. <laughs> he, already up, he already woke up in the win column, so you know, hey. <laughs> he, he lives. He lives in the win column now. He can make as many Grimsby's as he wants. It's all extra now. That movie. <laughs> it's all. It's all extra at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next story we're talking about today. We have some fresh Prince news. This is a story all about how we're getting fresh prints. First of all, a re- unscripted reunion special uh, dropping for HBO Max, which is now the streaming home of that show, and a reboot, a more, not gritty, but more dramatic theme reboot in more in line with the tone of that uh, yeah, fake Bel Air trailer that dropped on YouTube a while back. Uh, so uh, I'll go to Winston first again. First of all, fr- fresh prints reunion. You got Will. You got Carlton. You got Hillary. You got the other sister who wasn't a total bitch. You got Jeffrey. You got one of the Aunt Vivs. The ghost of Uncle Phil. Jazz, probably. You excited to see all these people back together again? Well, first of all, that, that just show you're showing your age, Chance. You mean Ashley? Is that is that that's, who you were that's trying the to one. say? I, for, I, 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 always, I always forget. I, I, just, I just call her other girl. The, Jesus. <laughs> But Ashley was the best, man. I don't know why, man. Some of our best 
some of our best moments are with Will interacting with Ashley, like teaching her how to deal with the, 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 the mind your business, huh? Mind your business, like that, all that <laughs> shit, bro. Oh my god. I, first of all, I definitely want to see. I'm assuming it's light skin at Viv. I would love for them to to squash the brief and bring in uh, dark skin at Viv too. You know, I would I would love great. I would love for them to just like like get dark skin at Viv, but not tell her what she's there for, <laughs> and then just watch the fireworks. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> but it, that's that's that. Oh my goodness. Uh, no, I mean I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think it'll be dope to have them all in the room uh, together again. It's very interesting because obviously Will went on to become the biggest movie star in the world. Uh, you could argue that he's still in that top three conversation. He's up there, for uh, sure. even with him doing, even with him not yeah, really doing that much work right now. I mean, I would say what the three, the three biggest, probably like what Will, Tom Hanks, and Tom Cruise, maybe the Rock. either Tom, Cruise. either either Cruise or Cruise or Pitt. I understand that the reigning the reigning champ is the is the Rock right now, but I'm just saying like if you're talking about like across generations where like they they've made that Hall of Fame like they were the number one person, you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't think okay. that you ever if you hear the names Will Smith, Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, um, you don't ever go who. Everyone yeah. fucking knows. Most people know the Rock at this point. Uh, like he's hit that he's hit that stratosphere. Um, but but yeah, I just I, it it'll be very interesting to see him come back into the room with everybody else. Where the next best person, as far as how their career went, um, what I guess would have been Carlton. I mean, it, yeah. yeah, sure. Uh, which is kind of it's a little like he's had a good career. It's a career that I would love to have myself, yeah. but like. It's a little sad because you think about it again. Will blockbuster movies and Carlton? I want to say the biggest two things that he ended up doing was uh, Dancing with the Stars, and, and, uh, and, then, game, and then they host and a then, game show, and then he hosts America's Funniest Home Videos, okay. which, which uh, he got, made, which he got because of Dancing with the Stars, right? Well, he did, he did something though. Uh, didn't he do like a uh, a game show though? He, he might have. He did. I don't remember what it was, but he did. He it's might like, have. Uh, not, not like the chain, break the chain or something like that. It was the one where you had the, I, I, something like that. Anyway, I've, yeah, I've yeah. seen, yeah, he's, he did something with that though, but yeah. Cause like, cause like I think back to like when they're, they're talking about this friends reunion, you know, and like, even though obviously the very, of the six of them, they had varying levels of careers, like Jennifer Aniston blew the fuck up, but everybody had like some monochrome of like pretty six, like decent success. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like David Schwimmer became a really, touted director and Courtney Cox had Cougar Town and the Scream franchise and all yeah. that and you know Matt LeBlanc with episodes and and uh, Lisa Kudrow has been everywhere for a while um, and even Matthew Perry it was kind of hit or miss with him for a while but like you know he had some like that to me is a little bit more even than like Will did this and the rest of y'all are insane yeah. fuck y'all you know what I'm saying <laughs> like Matthew like, Perry did Fools Rush In. I always liked that one. That was always a good movie with him yeah, and Selma Hayek. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I'm excited though. Regardless, you give me Fresh Prince anything, I'm gonna be geeked about it. Now I will talk about this this re this reboot. Uh, a more not as a sitcomy, you know, uh, more ground more grounded, more realistic type story. And then something like a Ryan Coogler. Uh, that already got a two season order over at Peacock. Uh, does that did dangerous? It? Wow. it did, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, 
look, man, I, I loved that trailer when it came out. What I'm concerned about, and this happens a lot, Jaden Smith, um, is uh, <laughs> it's not even necessarily that. It's that um, let's just make sure that if you're taking something that was so good in a smaller element, and a lot of that had to do because it was a passion project, it was like kind of focused by one individual, that it doesn't then go up to TV scale. And then it kind of sucks. You know what I mean? Right. I hope that they keep the same heart in it and that this this kid that made it, that I hope he has a lot of say, if not, you know, if he's not like a like a high level position of it, he can handle it, but that they pair him with a good showrunner. Because I think about I think about Issa Rae and Insecure. That was initially uh, the misadventures of Awkward Black Girl. And what made it so good is you you kept Issa at the helm. You let her then upgrade it up to the show and you paired her with uh, Larry uh, Wilmore as the starting point, uh, and now she's obviously got Prentice Penny as her as her showrunner. But the reason why that show became so good is you kept the heart and soul of it and let it let it naturally breathe into something bigger. So I just hope that they do the same thing with this. All right. So uh, Russell, would you be interested in? Uh, you know, it'll be funny. I, it will be like funny. <laughs> Maybe it's me. Like, there's a running joke in Fresh Prince where Jack getting thrown, thrown out of the house. And it's always funny because they shot they shot the sequence game thrown out once, but so like he's, there's like, there's one outfit he's wearing in that. So every time he walks in wearing that outfit, you know he's getting thrown out. I would love it if either a the whole running joke is he keeps wearing the same shirt and that's why he's getting thrown out, <laughs> or b like they every time he gets thrown out it's like super dramatic, like he's like really like upset about it. But Bro, it I'm happening. just imagine, I'm just imagining it's like Jazz says some shit, you just hear. You see Jazz standing at the front door, kapow, and he's just shot. Oh, we went there. It's got to be drama, right? You just, oh, you, you oh, get but, shot every time. Or, or, just, or just make Jazz like the like the Kenny of, of, of Bel Air. <laughs> he just keeps getting shot, but he keeps coming back. Oh, man. Uh, Russell, so uh, would you be? Are, are you interested in the reboots of Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Yeah, I watched it. Uh, oh man, I remember it used to be on early in the morning on I think what Nick, uh, Nick at night or what was it Nick at night or something like that. Um, yeah, I always I always enjoyed the show. I thought it was funny. So yeah, I, I mean you know just to see Will Smith kind of interact with everybody else, I'm kind of curious what everybody else is like doing. You know what I mean? Because it's been like shit. It's been forever. But yeah, no, I totally would be down for a reboot. All right, right on. And our last story we're talking about today broke yesterday. Uh, the Academy is instituting some new rules when it comes to Best Picture. Uh, these rules take, will uh, take effect 2024, and it, uh, it's going to affect solely Best Picture. So in order for a movie to get nominated for Best Picture, it has to meet two of the following four standards. So standard A is on-screen representation, themed, or narrative. For, to reach that, you have to either have a lead or significant supporting character of an underrepresented ethnic group or a racial ethnic group, that includes uh, Asians, Hispanics, uh, African Americans, Indigenous people, uh, and anybody anybody else in that group. Uh, I think I think it also covers because we were talking about this. I think it also covers uh, covers LGBTQ uh, women. Uh, yeah, no, well, well no, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that. So the next one, so the next. Oh, that's another one. No, that's oh. yeah, the different one. So the, like the so lead, so lead who's from an underrepresented group. Uh, at least 30% of all actors in a secondary and minor roles have to be from an underrepresented group. That includes women, L LGBTQ, LGBTQ people, people with disabilities, 
or the main storyline or the subject matter has to be it has to be centered on one of those underrepresented groups. That's standard A. Standard B is all the creative stuff. So it's all the same thing, but you have to have either uh, two creative, le creative leaders that had uh, heads of department who are from underrepresented group, like I said, women, uh, people who are racial or ethnic, LGBTQ, all that, all that jazz. Uh, at least uh, see other key, uh, or you can other key roles, but you have to at least six of those. Or if your overall crew is 30% of underrepresented group. Standard C is industry access and opportunities. That's if you gave paid internships or apprenticeships to people from underrepresented groups. Or you gave training opportunities and skills development to people from underrepresented groups. The last one, standard D, is uh, representation in marketing, publicity, and distribution. So whatever firm markets your movie has to uh, has to have multiple in-house senior executives from a underrepresented group. Uh, all uh, best pictures. The only category is going to have to follow these rules. Everything else is going to stay the same. So uh, go to Russell first because you're a big Oscars guy. Uh, do, what, what do you think of these rules? Because I, I saw these. I'm like, okay, how would this affect? How this affects, say, a movie? Movies that came out last year. Like, say, say these rules took effect last year for Best Picture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so looking at, it, not a lot would have changed because. Yeah. I mean, most of them. I mean, the biggest question marks around like Four v Ferrari, The Irishman, or yeah. Marriage Story, because those are yeah. and then, a lot of white dudes. A lot of white dudes. Yeah, and then like, where are you getting a stop stopwatch out and stuff like that with the with the you know how long you have things on the screen and stuff like that? Like, no, I don't think it's like that. But it's not it's not that for like, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I I think I don't know. We've said this before about the whole Oscars. You know what I mean? They have ten spots for best picture. Utilize all ten spots. I mean, regardless of whether or not you think that this movie has a shot in hell to win best picture. You, those are spots that could be used by movies, you know what I mean, that, that not necessarily most people would, like, watch and or have heard of. And that gives exposure to those types of films, you know what I mean? And I think we've said this before, you know, uh, on the show about, you know, kind of, I just wish they would utilize that. You you wanted ten, and then some, day, some years, what, you have eight? Nine. Some years you have nine. I mean, it's like, come on. It's like, re realistically... But I mean, I think it is a good idea just because of the fact that we really need to diversify the whole entire Oscars in general, not just Best Picture, but I think all across the board. Um, and I think this is the kind of the step in the right direction to do that. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I'm on board with it. I, I see where they're going with this. Um, I think they're they're also pushing 2024 to maybe when maybe things get a little bit more normal, you know, post COVID and stuff like that right, too. I think right. that it's kind of why they're waiting a little bit as opposed to ushering it in maybe like. 2022 or, or even next year for that for that matter but um it's a smart move and i think it's it's a necessary move i think we really need to kind of open our eyes you know and, and diversify as a, as a you know a, a people you know what i mean i just think that you get a lot of these older people that are in the academy that are kind of like hands off of reality pretty much are very you know what i mean set in their ways and i think this is a great way to diversify the oscars and kind of just like you know by breathing, you know, new air into it. So I think it's a smart move. I think it's a good move. I'm going to go to you, Winston, because you, you said you talked about this mm -hmm. on SEN today. 
so, I mean, you can, you can be a brief if you want, but what do you think of these new Academy rules, and how do you think the landscape of Hollywood is going to change because of this? I think it's going to, I think it's going to like have a massive ripple effect when it comes to not just Oscar movie, but all movies being made. Yeah. I agree. I think it'll also bring in a new audience to the Oscars as well because they've been trying to figure out why their numbers have been going down consistently, and it's because nobody gives a fuck about like like I, I personally, for example, uh, enjoyed like 1917, and most of the people that I know that are like film buffs and film aficionados like 1917, I can point to God knows how many Joe Schmo people that don't give two flying fucks. Because they're just like, I don't know, it's another long, like, war film. Cool, you have, like, the one-shot thing, but we've seen that before. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's little random films that come in every, like, that is the only one I could think of off of this last list, unfortunately. Um, But I think now that I've heard the rules in their entirety, I got kind of an abridged version where it just sounded like you, you had to do two of four. And the only two that I was given was the lead or the supporting... Uh, have to be of uh, it didn't even say of any group it just said a minority so it just made it sound like it was just a race thing uh, and then uh, or um, I think that was that they presented that and I think they presented one other thing that I can't remember but I heard it and I was like that sounds unbalanced as fuck that does not sound like a good idea and that then what because they didn't bring up women I was like what about like oh. even though I didn't like Little Women, I was like, what yeah. about like a movie like Little Women then, which is white as white could be, <laughs> which I have my that's part of the reason why I didn't necessarily like it. I've seen Little Women has been done seven times. We didn't need it a seven time, in my personal opinion. I, I agree. But I agree. It was it was a well done movie. So you're saying that that all of a sudden doesn't get involved? Well, no, in like, no, that 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 would count because. Uh, but right, you you said it. It's underrepresented group, and now that I've heard and, the rules in their entirety, yeah, and that's because the main subject matter is about women, so that would count. Right, and and the fact that I now have had flushed out for me what it means not on screen. So meaning that you're going with a firm like that maybe is minority owned, that like does good work and need needs like something like this. You're going with, I don't know if y'all remember this whole fiasco about someone was trying to put together a, a comprehensive list of black editors uh, or people of color editors in order to just be like, we want to put this list together uh, and essentially just to try and get more jobs for them. Hella white editors were like, man, fuck that racist shit. How dare you, blah, blah, blah. Like, I've been working at, like, they lost their shit. Like, it was, it was, yeah. it was a big deal for about a week or so uh, on Twitter oh. and Facebook. And I, I was like... That is why a rule like this needs to be kind of implemented. Because what's yeah. to say that you can't shoot a 1917 with, like, I can't think of a, forgive me that I can't think of a black cinematographer right now off the top of my head. That Rad- this is Radford Young. Why we need this. Radford Young. Thank you. Why can't you add Rad- Radford Young, you said? Bradford Young. He, sh- he shot a rival. Bradford Young. Okay, great. So why is it that you can't, like, in that case, go get Bradford Young to shoot something like that? I understand yeah. that it is an artistic thing, like how uh, a DP actually handles that a cinematographer handles that but you have plenty of talented people of color of of the lgbtq community women etc that can do that same work that aren't getting those opportunities so yeah. now that you're telling me it's not just about the actor on screen but it's across the board and you just and you only have to meet two so tell your super white ass story about uh, you know England that happened in the 1600s where there were no black people, nobody was open about their sexuality. Tell me all that story. 
but then have a black cinematographer do it with a, a Latino like marketing firm, like a pr primarily Latino owned marketing firm, shit like that. Get a get a bunch of everything. get a bunch of Chinese interns. You know what I'm saying? Like cover Dundell. cover your bases across the board, and guess what? Now you are doing the work to get more people that are not already in that circle an opportunity to shine because it's not just actors that need more of that. It's not just yeah. seeing them on screen. It's also seeing, wow, look at Bong Joon-ho win Best Director and Best Picture. It's You know what I'm saying? It's look at that costume designer. Uh, I cannot remember the name off the top of my head that won for Black Panther. Oh, Ru Ruthie look Carter. At her. Thank you. Look at Ruthie Carter winning for Best Costume. It is, it is seeing not just mainly white male straight faces go accept those awards but that you're not seeing the same people it's it's normally an older white woman that wins costume design and it's not to say like but that's sad why is it that women are only like the only time we've seen a woman director win is captain bigelow in the last you know that was years ago yeah, yeah. like years ago we should be able to see faces of all colors of all creeds of all of that kind of stuff all accepting awards in all categories so if you can find a way to balance that out in that regard, then I'm all for it. I just thought at first when I heard it, it was just like you have to have a, yeah. like a black or a Latin like or gotta, an Asian. That's why you gotta you gotta you gotta, you gotta have one you gotta have one nigga on screen. That's it. That's all you gotta do. That, that's what I'm saying. I heard that yeah. at first and I was like, no, this is a terrible <laughs> yeah. plan. Well, that's why I said the thing about the stopwatch. I'm like, well, you're going to sit there and hold it up. They got to be on there for X amount of time, you know what I mean? Or it doesn't count, you know what I mean? Well, like, that's why I said that until you guys I'll, explain the rest of it. Because I'll tell you this. If yeah. La La Land was done by niggas, you could still have, you could still have a situation where it's the white people, but you know what's not going to happen? Ryan Gosling ain't going to save jazz. I'll tell you that much. Ryan Gosling might, might still be the lead of the movie, and it's about him and Emma Stone, but you have somebody that's a producer goes, do you see how ridiculous this looks? And then maybe they do geek out, like squeak out uh, the win over Moonlight because like they, they have changed little things. Having a different voice or opinion is not a bad thing. If anything, that helps you see things a little bit better. And as much as I, I'm not going to go full political, but in the, as much as I butt heads with, with people that don't, I don't agree with politically, I do like to hear it as long as it's not hateful. Because then it makes me think, well, where am, is my thinking not necessarily on point? You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. I don't have a problem with this in that regard. But you're going to get me started on the Rooney Rule, which is an actual joke in the NFL. And I don't want to go there. So we're just going <laughs> to – that's, that's my two cents. And we, and we almost talked about Rooney today. But, yeah, no, I, do, I, think, it's, I, think, I do think it's interesting. It's going to be hard to tell to gauge, like, how it's going to work until 2024. And they said that in 2022 and 2023, like they're gonna like practice, kind of practice. They're gonna have uh, people who like submit for Oscar, which tons of you do. They have to submit like kind of like a like a breakdown of like who who's working on this, what groups are, do they belong to, kind of yeah. just like to get them in the thing. It's not gonna, it's not gonna affect their nominations for the years, but it's kind of get, yeah. get them to like practice it. So it's gonna be very interesting. I think the other thing that people have to remember as well, think of this stuff like this, affirmative action, all that, they're training wheels. If you genuinely learn how to do it properly, you get to a point where you don't need it anymore. Yeah. I think part of the reason why it, it, a lot of times it doesn't, like the Rooney rule doesn't go away, is instead of treating it with respect and genuinely giving, like, like it's supposed. To, I think it's supposed to specifically be African-American, but I think it could be any coach of color, 
if you get to a point where you're not just automatically going hiring the, the, the same like white boy that you like raised up with, like, because it becomes that old boys club, you get to the point where you start hiring various people to be coaches like that, the Rooney rule can disappear. Then it doesn't fucking matter. Then it really is yeah. just about who is the best person for the job. Right. The yeah. same thing can happen with this rule with the Oscars. If you get to a stage where we genuinely have an, it really is an equal opportunity for black people, Latin people, gay people, Asian people, women, then it gets to a point where you don't need this, and then the best really will come to the top. That's the problem. A lot of the best don't get that opportunity. So. Yeah, no, for sure. And like I said, we'll see how it gets implemented in the next couple of years, actually. But that's going to do it for our news segment, which means we now move on to the main event, the movie of the week, that is The Replacements. <laughs> <laughs> so, The Replacements came out in the year 2000. Could have fooled me, but we'll get to that in a second. But, uh, yeah, uh, came out, this was, this was, this was Keanu's first big movie after Matrix, wasn't it? Because yeah. 99, yeah, he didn't have anything before, he didn't have anything between. Yeah. But, yeah, so, uh, we, we didn't talk, talk about football, se- season starting. And it's really kind of hard to intro this movie. Better off to just get into it. So this is the replacements. Uh, we start off. We meet our main character, Shane Falco. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we're dealing with here. Hey man, <laughs> Shane Falco is great. Don't don't you talk shit about no Shane Falco, goddamn. <laughs> uh, okay, play, played by Keanu Reeves, as, and he played the former Ohio State quarterback. He may as well be playing Johnny Utah again. Well, because, yeah, because he was a former Ohio State quarterback, too, Johnny Utah. Weirdest typecasting ever for Keanu Reeves. Seriously. You need a former Ohio State QB? Keanu, that's your guy. <laughs> Come on, he was in point break. He played Ohio State. You're good. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, yeah, we see that he has a job scraping barnacles off of boats. He's staying on water for a natural amount of time throwing metal footballs because... Uh, we also we also find out that well you saw what it said right yeah you, it's, did it's, you see the writing yeah it has an it, it has is a trophy. It's an old award it's yeah, an old, old award trophy yeah yeah I was like come on man come on Mr Smowdown you got to know this five pointer I mean I, yeah, I know category that. of sports <laughs> what is written on the metal football <laughs> that, that Shane Falco throws Shane Falco <laughs> five points Shane Falco throws the replacement five points in the win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we really established him. We also find out that there is a foot, yeah, there is some football in this movie, mainly with the main team, uh, the Washington Sentinels, because the NFL would not license their te- their their teams for this movie, even though this is actually Which is crazy. Well, because this is actually like loosely based on an actual like a real NFL story. In the nineteen eighty seven in the nineteen eighty seven season, there was a player strike, so they did have teams that did have to get replacement players. So, and this is is that where Vincent. Papali came in. No, for, uh, the the, the I, Eagles. I don't think that's. I'm not sure. The play, the play sticker. Been. It might have been. I don't know. I I was just wondering because it was one of those things where it was like he just randomly kind of just up and came. Just and, up. and they signed this bartender to to be a kicker. I don't know. I was just kind of curious. I didn't know if it was like kind of the same. It might have been. I, I I can double check that. But anyways, uh, we see that the uh, like I said, there's there about to be a player strike because you know they can't they can't get insurance for their Ferraris. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Go suck, go suck, go suck a dick, players. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, their friend is about to be in real trouble. That's because Washington is three games away from winning the playoffs. So what does the owner do? Played by Jack Warden's last role. He's like, hey, uh, why don't you go get me the coach from Hoosiers? Oh, he's not real? 
Oh, Norman, De- Norman Dean doesn't coach. I'm sorry, Norman Dale doesn't <laughs> coach football. But get me the actor. Well, we can do this. <laughs> uh, we have Gene Hackman and Jimmy McGinty. Who Gene Hackman, we never done a movie with him before, have we? I don't think we have. Uh, we haven't, no. Gene Hackman, was, first Hackman, G- Gene Hackman was such a great actor. Oh, he is, man. Even in, like, later on, like, it's a shame we really don't see him in much anymore, but, like, even in the 90s and 2000s, man, he was still pulling out solid performances. No, absolutely. So, and, yeah, I think that, is he basically playing Norman Dale from Hoosiers again? Yes. Minus the player's abuse. But... <laughs> <laughs> You're on one today, sir. Thank you. <laughs> it's on a roll. <laughs> but he, he, he is really good here. I, 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 I will admit. So, yeah, uh, like I said, players are striking, so they got to bring in a bunch of, quote-unquote, replacements to finish out the season and hopefully not fuck this franchise into the, into the dirt for the rest of the year. <laughs> but pretty, pretty simple, right? Pretty simple. Yeah, Should have yeah, won yeah. more games before, man. You had twelve games to win, bro. You know, not to mention you had we twelve saw... other games to do better. You know, not to mention we saw main quarterback <laughs> played by Brett Cullen, who was like, <laughs> what a dick, what, what such a, a dickhead, what a dick, and we'll get, and we'll get to him. But like, like such just, a dickhead. It just seemed like he's, he has to scramble, and he's like two feet, he's like two yards away from the end zone, and he just slides. Like what the yeah. hell, man? That's that's the game. You di- you dive for that shit. He looks like a young Chris Cooper. He does look like young Chris Cooper. That's weird. But anyways, we, we 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 meet the lineup of play of well not the whole lineup but just just the ones that's the ones that are important. So we have we have our our players lined up. So we have uh, Danny. Fuck, what's the last name? God damn it, oh, man! You're you're asking me these ones now. We're done. I'm just gonna call him. <laughs> we're just gonna call him Danny. Played by John Favreau, who's like a really violent cop who would probably go on to do some not so good things in the future. But we the movie doesn't go Bro. that far, so we don't get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just know, you know this. You know this is the cop who would actually shoot somebody. Oh, a thousand percent! Like that's the Absolutely. only thing that I, while I was watching this movie, I was like, "There's a lot of stuff that I actually take so much like, uh, uh, like offense to. Like not a, not offense, but I'm like, oh that, oh that wouldn't fly now. Oh that wouldn't fly. Oh you, no, you, that's you, not. You, ba- yeah. uh, last name is Bateman. 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 That's right. Dan. Right. Yeah, Danny Bateman. Only, only in the sense that, like, I, I know we're doing the review. Fuck, man, the strike, I fucks with it because, like, think about how many times these players have not been getting the money they should be getting and shit. I mean, you know sure, what I'm but yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. When they're not getting the money, sure, but the dude's like, you know, how expensive it is to get insurance on Ferrari. You can afford well, a that fucking was Ferrari. Bullshit. That was that was bullshit. Suck a dick on that shit. Suck a that, dick that, on that, was, that guy. That guy sucks. Yes, that guy. That guy sucks ass. But like, I'm thinking about <laughs> just like just like how with their CBA, how they were trying to adjust stuff. They want you know like we're not getting the proper like post game health insurance type stuff. So like we or, need to get as much money as we or, can. Or, to take or care remember, of remember when stuff. they almost struck again in twenty? I want to say like twenty eleven or twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There was almost another player strike then because of these very similar issues, which is a very real thing. And I will right. say off the bat, I think this premise is actually really good. Like, that's one of my favorite. Yeah. I think it is. A, I think the premise is pretty genius. Oh, I mean, I love this movie. You need to understand something. This is one of my favorite movies. It probably cracks my top thirty, honestly. And it's one of my favorite sports movies because it's so ridiculous. And we're going to get to moments like, you know, them all, you know, uh, electric sliding to I Will Survive and 
and and <laughs> the fucking cheerleader audition, bro. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Okay, yeah, we'll get, we'll get there. Wait a minute, bro. Just get your fans. <laughs> You're all their blood. Like, fuck, bro, what? Like, yeah, just, Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, slow your We'll get there. So, anyways, uh, we, so we have, we, have Dan, we have Danny, a violent cop. We have a, bo- a grocery bagger who's super fast but can't catch. Why you got him for a receiver? I have no idea. Make that guy a running back. He can't fuck that up. Uh, we got two offensive tackles who are former bouncers. One of which played by Faze on Love. The oh, we got to say, the receiver played by uh, Orlando Jones, who I always like seeing and stuff. I think he's really funny. Uh, the two the two guards, one played by Faze on Love. The other one played by Winston. Most of you know this is the cornbread guy from Life, right? Yeah, I thought so. Just like, like where he's also in Butt. Is he in Butt? He's in uh, Elf too. Phase Phase on Love is not not the other brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phase on Love. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, Phase on Phase on Love. Yeah. He's also a yeah, he big one. Yeah, yeah. He passed yeah, yeah. away a while ago though, this other brother. Oh, did he? He, did, he died he died in 06. Yeah. The last movie he did was uh A Day in the Life. R.I.P. Uh but he was uh, yeah, but he was also in what You Got Served. Uh, he was in. He was in. You got served. He was on all. Like I've seen him all over the place because he was on. Uh, he was in Sister Act two. He was wow. in Bad Boy. He was in the original Bad Boys. He was one of the carjackers. Black famous. He was black famous. Yes, yes, he was. No, I agree. Uh, we also have a uh, Welsh kicker played by Reese Fons, who might be my favorite character in this film. I think. I think this dude's funny. He's perfect. Yeah, he's he's so good in this. Yeah, he, he has like some of, he has some of the better one-liners in this film, which which we will get to. Uh, yeah, uh, he's, he's drunk. He owes a lot of money to the mob. He's he's in trouble. He's in real trouble. <laughs> and of course, rounding out the team, we have Shane Falco, quarterback. Ohio State. <laughs> Ohio State. <laughs> Shane Falco. Whoa, <laughs> quarterback. Whoa. <laughs> Look, looking I'm, at this, I'm like, I'm like the quarterback. <laughs> Looking at this now, I think, especially having seen just been just seen Bill and Ted face the music, I really believe this is the point where Keanu Reeves just stopped aging. Because there is literally there is like little to no difference between 2000s Keanu and 2020 Keanu. Right, grays. That's it. Just grays. A few grays. Yeah, that's he's, it. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's aged tremendously. But yeah, I mean, we can't talk about Keanu Reeves when we talk about Matrix, but. This guy has to be the greatest bad actor of all time. And I love Keanu Reeves. Really, you put Gerard Butler in there, too. I like Gerard Butler a lot, too. So Gerard Butler's fun. I always have a soft spot for Butler. And I think, did, yeah. Did y'all just say Keanu was a bad actor? Man, I can't even do this podcast no he more. Is. I can't even do it. He is a bad actor. He is. No, he's not. He's gotten, I will give you this. He's gotten better over his, over his career. Yeah, way better. He tries so hard, though, man. He tries so hard. Bro, he's great in John Wick. He is. He's great. He's great and always be my maybe. That like no, to like, me, that was the. I know he's playing like a version of himself. Yeah. That to me was peak. Keanu Reeves is a dope ass actor because like he he played that bullshit so fucking well. <laughs> but no, no I, I will say like Keanu now he is awesome. I, I actually think like he's like genuinely talented now, but like his early career. Nah, oh, nah, that me. I agree with. I thought you meant across the board. I was like, come no. on, man! Like, give him, but but yes, no. early early he, Keanu. Yeah. Yes, you're a thousand percent right. He's he's I gotten significantly. He's gotten significantly better over the last couple of years. When we were starting out because like I watched Point Break the other day too. Because he's like, I am an FBI agent. The FBI people learn to surf. What do you do? 
what do you do? <laughs> the, the fucking like, <laughs> good question, jackass. I've got a gun to your head. What do you do? Like, yeah, no, I love, I love Speed. He's not great in Speed. He's not great. He's, he's a great action star. He's, he's not good at saying his lines though. No, but I will say he is, he is, he has a quality that very few actors have. He's immune to bad dialogue. It doesn't matter what he has yeah. to say. He will say it. And I can care like, less what he says, yeah. And this is the way he said it. It's like, you know what? Yeah, fuck yeah, Keanu. <laughs> You're an FBI yeah, agent. It's like, it's like, I'll just let it slide. Yeah, I yeah, I, I, I agree. I'll go anywhere you go. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we find, uh, anyway, we find out Shane Falco uh, played for Ohio, Ohio State, like we said. But he also was very infamous for shitting the bed at the Sugar Bowl. Like, they got their asses handed to them. They lost by 45 points. Which is never good, but they need the they need a quarterback because uh, Dick Dickhead McGee, what's his face, Brett Martell? Cullen, Martell, yes, Martell Mar- is on the yeah. strike. So yeah, they bring it in, and I do like this next scene because well, first of all, Keith David's in this film for no reason, literally no reason. He's in like some news footage and this scene right here, and we he's never the, see him leader. again. He's the lawyer for the for the uh, the 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 players union. I know I know I know what he's supposed to do in the movie. I do think you need that character, but like, why did you get Keith David if you're only gonna have him for like two and a half? Scenes? It's two thousand. It's two thousand, bro. He wasn't he wasn't Keith David yet. You, but he, the, he wasn't the thing. God damn it, he was Keith David. Nah, but like even then, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, he had done hella stuff. That's fair. I know, but like Keith David's like. Like Renaissance, honestly. Like I mean, I guess that he had been the voice of Goliath and gargoyles, you know. You know, if you want to include that. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, did he it wasn't did there his, yet? Did his Renaissance start with the Ken Burns Civil War documentary? <laughs> <laughs> I think it started with the community rip on that at the Pillows and Forts episode. <laughs> that's what that's what put him on the map. Are you, for the, show. Are you the narrator for the cave? No. <laughs> I, do, I, I do love that. I do love that episode, <laughs> dude. Until he was the arbiter in Halo Two, Keith David was a nobody. I thought it was in Halo Three. Oh, the arbiter. Oh. Halo, Halo Two is the when the arbiter was first introduced. Oh, okay. But yeah, he, he's he's awesome in Halo. I love I love him in that franchise. Right. Um, sure. But yeah, so uh, the the replacement players line up to much protest. Like they're throwing eggs at the car. Like one dude like throws a brick. Face on love like pulls out a gun. It's like, oh wow, <laughs> we're going there. Okay, <laughs> I do like that one guy. Cause funny thing about watching this now, cause I, I I had seen this late, but like when you watch a lot of football movies and like you see this and you see this one, like afterwards, you see a lot of things that are like in other movies. Like I think it came out the same year as *Mad Titans*. Like you have that you have the religious player. Yeah. You have the one who's like overly serious. You see like a lot of yeah. lot of tropes, and we'll like well. Expand on it later, but I, I do like the guy who's like going out with a Bible, like we're all God's children. <laughs> and everyone's like about to like beat his ass. Uh, Bro, I I don't blame those football players. They they look like they were about to fuck. Like I always did as a kid. I was like, no, like let him have a shot. Fuck y'all. Why are you yelling at them? Leave him alone. But like now, I'm like, hell yeah, motherfucker. If SAG went on strike. And they went and got a whole bunch of non-union little fuckers to go do I would fight somebody. Somebody's <laughs> car is getting burned. Fuck flipping a car, which we're going to get to. Someone's car is getting burned. All right? <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> we also meet another one of our main characters, uh, the, t- the tight end. Crap. I know the actor's name is David, this David uh, Den- Denim. He was 
He was uh, what's he was Pam's fiance on The Office in the first in the first season. But yeah, he played the tight end who would have been D one, but he pulled the ultimate sin of being deaf. Fuck how good a player you are. You're de- you can't hear. Bah, to hell with you. <laughs> but honestly, like, and this was his film debut, and he's I honestly do like him in this movie just because like he has like a lot yeah. of he has a lot he has to get across, but yeah, he has to do it. it, huh? What actor was it? It seems like David Denham. Or Denman. Oh, Brian Murphy. Right, right, right. He Brian, plays Murphy. Brian Murphy. That's right. Yeah, I'm like, it's not like another famous person. Like, oh, Brian Murphy, Ryan Murphy. Oh, dude, yeah. I love him from uh, Brightburn. He's good in that. He is good in that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, he has, uh, he's a deaf, t- he's a deaf tight end. So, and yeah, who would have been great. But, yeah, like I said, deaf, so he didn't get drafted. Uh, last main player we're getting introduced to is a, con- is a convict. Uh, played by Michael Jace. A plus casting right there, <laughs> and if you don't know what I mean by that, look it up. It's kind of it's kind of weird how well this works, and I don't know why. Maybe maybe this is just me, but I feel like had he been alive, this role would have been played by Tupac, because he, he does like have that too. he does have that, like, that same look and that same like demeanor. Granted, he's not he's not as he's bigger than Tupac, but yeah. yeah so. Uh, uh, moving on to the practice, this, this is what you're talking about. Oh, we also meet, we have a sumo wrestler on the team. I don't know where the fuck they found this guy. That's so great. He's uh, awesome. Yeah, uh, a, sumo re- a sumo wrestler because, yeah, why not <laughs> to be on, on the offensive <laughs> line? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and this is the part you were talking about. Uh, so uh, Shane Falco slash Johnny Utah showed up to practice. And all the play, all like the main players for the other team were laying there. It's like, oh, you're parking in my spot. Don't worry, we'll move it for you. And they just fucking flip his little last truck. His little rinky-dink truck. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, like, God damn. So stupid. <laughs> and also, like, but like, it's funny how like Keanu doesn't do anything to stop it. <laughs> He's like, okay, fine, go, go ahead. I, I, I can take it. <laughs> Man, you, you, they're lucky this wasn't like John Wick Keanu, because John Wick Keanu would have fucked them up. <laughs> he was more timid back then. My dog was in that car, you bastards. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Shane Falco shows up to practice. And uh, we see, that, you know, he's doing, he's doing okay. Uh, but we also meet the main female in this movie, Annabelle, played by, I honestly couldn't fucking tell you. I have no idea who this actress is. Brooke Langton. Brooke, sure. That girl. <laughs> I haven't written it down. That's the only reason why. I know. No, no, no. I know. I'm just laughing because he's like, yeah, sure, that girl, whatever. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Uh, Shane Falco is probably the most famous person on this team <laughs> because, you know, like you said, he has the infamous loss and something. I, I don't know if you guys know this. The, sa- the soundtrack for this film must have been expensive because there's so many famous songs, so many not famous songs. And I. I had mixed up the soundtrack because when it was starting out, it was like a bunch of like two thousands like pop punk where all like all like the people sound like whiny teenagers in California that didn't want to clean their rooms. Especially with this scene right here, where like it's they're like about to tr- they're about to like go practice and you need like rocky music for this, and they start like where'd you go now like like that kind like that kind of shit. It's like what what but are you funny. Do- what are you doing, sound editor? What are you doing? 
But it's funny because it turns into like, do you remember the CD that uh, came out forever ago? It was one of the first sports compilations called Jock Jams. Oh, I remember Jock Jams. Jock. Dude. I was I was totally thinking Jock Jams when I heard some of these songs, though, man, for sure. Uh, yeah, for sure. We see we see that uh, <laughs> you know d- you know d- d- Danny a little overzealous, like you said. Don't hit the guy in the red. I thought I tell you in high school. What the fuck are you doing, Danny? Like I said, you're probably gonna do some like really bad shit later. But again, movie movie stop. So we don't get so we don't get that far. <laughs> uh, we also see, like I said, the cheerleader auditions, which is some which of, like is, which is hilarious. Yeah, we because <laughs> it's, it's it's like the typical like high school thing where it's like all like the people you don't want in the cheerleading squad. Like you have. Like the nerdy chick, the slutty chick, the fat chick. Yeah. It's just like, what, like, did the cheerleaders go on strike too? What, what, what happened here? Did they it's just go? like bring it on? Like, it's like bring it, bring it on. on. Had the auditions. Yeah. Or remember that one where uh, what's this? that one scene in Dodgeball, where like yeah, little Justin Long had to put up like that, that that like really big woman on his shoulders, and he did it yeah. for a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. he did it. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, we then find I just, <laughs> I just had a graphic re- replaying of that scene in my brain after you after you brought that up. I had completely forgotten about that scene at Dodgeball, honestly. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what were they? The do- They were making fun of uh, Bring It On when they because he did the thing at the end. It's like go donkeys. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Go pull on that donkey, donkey, pull on that donkey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we find out that the con- that the convict played by Michael Jace uh, Wilkinson. He was in jail for beating up a cop. And, you know, Danny, linebacker, John Favreau, he is a cop. <gasps> I dun, smell dun, some con. I smell conflict. Uh, uh, what are the odds? And I only smell it because it's the only scene where it's present. <laughs> womp womp. Womp womp womp. <laughs> I, that is something I will say about this movie. That I kind of, I do wish the two of them had more scenes together because I do think that the prospect of that, well, I mean, obvious and semi-contrived i do think that it's an interesting place to go into yeah i do think you could have had some like really good stuff like really good stuff between the two of them but yeah like with beyond this they have literally no other scenes together i don't even think they share any dialogue beyond this scene uh, but anyways uh the ne- the <laughs> uh the next the, in the next part of the movie we get i guess the what we needed for the cheerleaders oh not what we needed but what you know the cheer we're looking for uh we got these two women who show up because like Russell, do you have their names? Like Eve and uh, Evie, Grace and Gracie, like something like that. I have strippers. That's all I have. That's on there. okay. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's all the, you need to know. That's the point. They are, stri- <laughs> they are strippers, but they're that's so they're so desperate that they decide, you know, we're gonna take them. You'd fit you'd fit the uniforms anyway, which we'll which we'll get to. Uh, but they, yeah, so this is where. Uh, Johnny U- Johnny Utah, aka Shane Falco, and Annabelle start to you know build chemistry. I guess uh, they see his, his his truck is still flipped, so Annabelle gives him a ride home, and she knows she knows a lot about football. She's basically like uh, Charlie in Top Gun. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. That yeah, Walt Norman yeah, who like really a terrible fucking driver. Jesus. Oh Christ. my God! Yes. Um, Oh my lord, she makes uh, what forty-year-old uh, virgin uh, Leslie Mann's driving look. Woo! <laughs> and she was wasted in that shit. Yeah, she, she was wasted, man. She I think was, she drove she was better chocolate than chocolate wasted, bro. Like shit, Vin, like, like shit, Vin Diesel's telling you to tone it down. <laughs> like what? Like what? The, what the hell? What the hell is your deal, Annabelle, played by actress whose name I can't remember? What are you doing? What's the rush? And what's the rush, man? Just drive. <laughs> 
He's got nowhere to go. And I guess the only cop in the, I guess the only cop in town is on the football team, so they're not going to get pulled over. That's true. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we go we go to their fir- their first game, like I said, and the, che- the cheerleaders are you know they're doing well, but like something I know I don't know if he knows they have the shortest skirts or the skimpiest oh, yeah. uniforms I've ever seen on a cheerleader. I'm not going to yeah, complain about it, but it's just like, God damn. I, I know cheerleader skirts, shirts are scor- ah, cheerleader skirts are shorts, but God damn, give them at least like above the knee. <laughs> like, it, they just look wearing like underwear with tassels on it. It's really weird. 2000s, man. Simpler times. Simpler times. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they had, the, they had their first game. Uh, th- like I said, they, they have four games left. All they need to do is win three. They at some point got sabotaged because what's his face? Danny pulls like he barrels into the cheerleaders. Probably gave one a concussion. And she had to get up and keep Dude, cheering. Where well, I was trying to figure out that wire though. Why did it fuck him up and nobody else got tripped up by that wire? <laughs> I guess everyone else stepped over it. And how far did they run out of it? Because then they weren't they holding on to it outside or something like that. I saw. I'm not sure, but like, what? When did they get in to do this? Like, because you because you know the fucking yeah. the real team Sabbath like did that, but like, when did they get in? Like, what? When did they get inside to do this? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Aren't you on strike? Why does anybody in the stadium have to listen to you anymore? Uh, I, I don't know, but we but we see that. Uh, oh no, of course, the team is having some conflicts. Mel- oh, only because Faye's on love freaking out the sumo wrestler because he's in his spot, and it's not racist. He literally is a sumo wrestler. <laughs> no, that was yeah. When he get introduced, they're like, "Man, that's a big boy," and he's like, "Hey, he's a sumo wrestler. The art of pushing people around, kind of like a bl- pass blocker." And the, the boy got some skills, man. But like, yo, that their argument over the spot in the huddle is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. But remember how he warned? He was like, "From now on, you got something to say? Raise your hand." Raise your he's hand. like, "What if I don't feel good?" He goes, "Suck it up." <laughs> hit, that, hit that first play, right? And he goes. Yo, Shane, I don't blah because he was eating fucking hell of eggs before the game. Oh, he's putting like four or five in time in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. he's trying, he's then, trying uh, to. He got a game like in ten minutes. He's trying to recreate Cool Hand Luke. What are you doing? Right. So then I remember Clifford Frank was like, "Nah, man, we got to move this huddle. I'm gonna throw up." He goes, "I don't give a shit." Suck it up. Blah! And he's like, I warned you. And then all of a sudden, I'll, here you got uh, Brian now. Brian Murphy being like, yo, in sign language, like, yo, I'm going to throw up. And he's like, all right, fine. Everybody together, put your arms. We're going to move the huddle on three. And then they did a little shuffle to the side like this. It was oh, hilarious. I forgot. And, and what? And then they were like, hey, this is the first thing they did as a team. As like, a team. Let, let's, let's, you know? Well, yeah, because, yeah, because so. it's not going well. Fucking, uh, fucking, uh, de- Dan- Danny's jumping off sides, tackling the court before the before the balls even snapped. They got <laughs> they got they got two delay of game penalties before they even like hi- hiked a play. They're not doing well, but they finally united together to almost win the game. Yeah, almost, almost. But they do, but they do get within also, a spinning. Spoiler distance. alert! God damn. <laughs> I told you I was halfway through my rewatch, man. Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they they they, they, they don't they don't win this one. I'm just kidding. It's all good. No, I know. I should have watched the movie already. <laughs> yeah, and but they they nearly did it because you know uh, he called he called an audible and audible in the huddle. Uh, what's what's his face? Uh, Orlando Jones is open, but you know he can't catch, so he doesn't throw it to him. He shuffles it off to the running back, and he almost gets there. He's like at the one yard line. 
and he and he like falls short right as the clock winds down, so they lose. It sucks. Friday Night Lights, Brown. Friday Night Lights, yeah. Sorry, I've been rewatching Friday Night Lights, the show. Oh, the show's great. Oh and, my uh, god. Yeah. We need to do so. a thing on that one day, Chance. Some, oh, yeah, such for sure. A good show. But, uh, such a good show. Yeah, and uh, you know, Normandale gives gives the advice I'm assuming Kobe Bryant got every day of his career. When the game is on the line, the the play the playmaker wants the ball. Yeah, winners although, always want the ball when the game's on the line. Although Kobe, yeah. although yeah. although Kobe took that too far, I was like, I he wants the ball always. R.I.P. Kobe, yeah. but it's, it's true. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, they they get in that you know they're not, they're not doing well. Of course, you you lose your first big NFL game or big not FL game I should say here because none of the teams are real. Uh, you know you're obviously a little down, but the players come into the bar where they're hanging out and. You want to say that Brett Cullen was a dick earlier. How about right here where he's taunting a deaf guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of a tool. I was like, what what, what, what are you going to do? Go to the the orphanage and tell your mama jokes? Teach paraplegics to tap dance? Damn, wait a minute. Hold on. That's amazing. That is actually a really funny joke. Go to the orphanage and make fun of the orphanage. Oh, man. Oh, God. Your mama's he such a there. crackhead that you ain't got one. Like, <laughs> bro. Like, fuck. Jesus. Your, ma- your mama's so drunk, she left you on, on a door to a fire station. <laughs> Afterward, afterwards, we'll go teach paraplegics to tap dance. Uh, so, yeah, uh, they get they get into, of course, the bar, the bar fights. Uh, the other players get bailed out, but this is where we get, uh, you know, like we've seen in every sports movie, our big team bonding moments. With like only the important characters because this whole jail cell cannot fit the entire football team, <laughs> allegedly. No. <laughs> and this and this is where we get the you know like you said the uh, whole I will survive sequence, but it's weird because they're all doing the electric slide. Yeah. yeah. No, nah, but see that's the thing. You you come on, Chase. You know black people will electric slide to anything. Literally anything. That's anything. To any song. It's, you it's can make it work song. though. Is the thing you can make it work to anything. Yeah, and exactly. I, and I will say, uh, Ryan, keeping incredible time for a guy who can't hear anything. I, that I agree with. He is in he time. Must, he, must. he is in like, step. How do you know what part of the song they're on? <laughs> He's like, I don't even know what we're doing right now. Is this, is, is this a rain dance? What's going on, fellas? I will survive. I've never heard it. Oh. 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 <laughs> I never heard that song before. Oh, oh. No. Oh, All right, no. that's I went. That's, <laughs> took a took a turn to evil, Todd. I didn't mean to. No, no, no. It's okay. We did we did jokes about orphans with no moms. It's <laughs> so I went there. Good. No, we 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 we, yeah. we, right. we 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 crossed that line when we talked about Jazz getting shot in the Bel Air reboot. <laughs> yeah. That's also yeah, true. We, yeah. Yeah, that door's been open for quite some time. Yeah, it, no, it has. That 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 door has been blown the fuck open. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, we go on to the, to the next to the next day, the next practice, I should say, or the next week. Better way to put it. Uh, you know, they the team they're still there to harass Shane Falco. It was like, oh, like, I didn't need par- I didn't need to park in your spot this time. No, no, no. But you parked in his spot, and he's way oh. and he's way more fun. Oh, you, 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 what? You should really get markings for these things. It would really help a lot. Seriously. Quarterback uh, parking. Okay, I get it. But then Phase on Love and other guys show up and he's like, "Hey, yo, stay off our quarterback, all right?" It's like, "What are you gonna do?" Oh yeah, 
I did not see this coming. I'm going to admit. He just busts out a pistol <laughs> and just shoots his BMW. Like, a few times, actually. Beautiful. Dude, this is one of my favorite moments in the whole fucking movie. The, the speed at which these players went from, we're going to fuck you up to, yo, fuck his car, son. Get his car back. Like, <laughs> he's, and he's like, you son, like, you crazy son of a bitch. Like, I'm a son of a bitch. Like, oh, yeah? Okay. And he goes and shoots at his, his, his window. <laughs> yeah, I love this. I, I love fans on Love, man. I think that dude's. I think that dude's hilarious. And yeah, he, and yeah, this is this is one time to shine. Like, you know what? goddamn it, I'm gonna take advantage. Of it. <laughs> I shot the shit out the shot the shit out of that fucking car. Uh, but yeah, even though we just had a team bonding moment, we have we somehow have another one. Uh, it's <laughs> uh, it's when they're all talking about what they're scared of. I kind of th- I thought it'd be funny if like they all said because like, one of them says. I'm scared of spiders, coach. I would. I think it would be funny <laughs> if like all of them said spiders, and like that's what brings them together. <laughs> He's like, "Are we gonna let spiders crush our dreams? No, we're gonna go out and win the we're game. Gonna, we're gonna step on them. We're gonna step on the spiders. And what if the next <laughs> team they were playing were the spiders? Yeah, that would have been perfect, right? That would have been ridiculous. Uh, yeah, absolutely that, ridiculous. That would have been, been great. So, but you know what? They, you know what? But they're they're going on. They're per, they're persevering, and they're going on to actually win games, in baffling ways because they recruited a bunch. The Sentinels recruited a bunch of strippers for their cheerleaders, and they're now <laughs> this distracting is the best part. The they can't spell Sentinels, bro. Give me an S. S. Give me an E. E. Give me an N. N. Give me a T. T. Give me a I. Oh, I. Yeah. Like <laughs> just. <laughs> yeah. So I <laughs> do like the. Because like they're distracting the players so much so that they like they lo- they lose the ball at one point, and the coach of the other team, God bless me, has to like literally like say with a straight face, "That oh, come on, that girl slapped the other girl in the ass." <laughs> <laughs> with a straight face, one of the, it was one of my favorite action moments. Like, yeah, just just back it to say that. Like, Dude, that would be the best role to play. Oh yeah, I'm playing I'm playing angry football coach, and I get to talk about <laughs> talk about that. So yeah, so Thank you. they en- they end up winning this game because uh, uh, drunk drunky McWelsh kicker is able to hit a sixty five yard field goal, which is that's insane. I think it would have been a record at that point. Yeah, it would be to my knowledge. Let's see. I'll I'll, look, I'll Google it. Go on, keep going. Yeah. I think sixty seven was. Yeah, I think sixty seven was set. Time, yeah. I think sixty seven was set in the last like ten fifteen years. So yeah, it would have been a record at this point. Longest field goal in NFL history, 64 yards by Matt Prater in 2013. Oh, really? Oh, only 64? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Really? All right. So, yeah, that, okay. that, that definitely would, st- would still be a record today. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, we get into the scene because, like, you know, everyone everyone likes uh, Shane Falco now. He goes back to uh, the cheerleaders bar, which I guess she owns part-time because cheerleading, for some reason, doesn't pay enough, which that's another thing. Why aren't the cheerleaders striking? If they only get paid 50 bucks a day, why aren't you guys striking? Why are you guys even there? It's only fifty bucks, dude. <laughs> Why are you there? <laughs> Doesn't make Not any that sense. Much. Uh, so, but so they're, they're you know they're about to their chemistry sexual chemistry about to come to a massive ex- massive eruption because Shane Falco is finally deciding to you know go for it and if you don't and if you don't believe me it's okay John Madden <laughs> narrates he, he has a whole play by play of this scene. <laughs> Dude, I love Pat Summerall and John Madden. It reminds me of old school Madden games. And right? it's funny because when you hear it, you feel like you're legit. Like there's a controller in your hand. 
Like you're like not not in that scene, but like when you're just listening to them talk about like you know different routes and stuff like that. It's like it's literally like like John Madden never aged at all when he was talking about football. No. But yeah, I do, I do think it's funny that they they include the commentary over like it's like Jay uh, Falcons going for it. He's going for it. He scores. <laughs> yeah, it's great. But anyway, we got to we got to the next game, where you know they they're going on. They're they're doing really well, but they need to catch up. They need Clifford Franklin, Orlando Jones to catch a pass, which he can't do. So he rubs this like glue on his hands, which I don't know if you guys you ever seen Little Giants the movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This remind you of like when the, the the other kid who can't catch is like, no problem, I got it. Ready? Break his hands, get stuck together. That's where you need Tim McGraw. Say, so why can't you hold on to the damn football? <laughs> and he starts beating the shit. Starts beating the shit out of Orlando Jones. I told you, hold on to the football. <laughs> That'd be great. But yeah, they go on to win the game based on luck because Falco throws a bad pass. It's tipped, and Franklin catches it regardless. So he saves the day. Falco's not happy because he feels like he shit the bed. And you know we'll pick it up next week, but oh no, is there gonna be a next week? Because it turns out the player strike is not ending, but Martell has crossed the line. Oh sure, now that we're doing well, you crossed the line. Fuck you. Because he wants, because he wants the limelight. He wants to be the one to lead his team to the playoffs. Because he's a prick. Yeah. So they're insisting that he plays. Norman Dale wants to play Shane Falco, but his hands are tied. So I was like, okay, you know what, Shane Falco, I'm sorry, but I gotta cut you. I wanted you to play. But you, but you know, whack, whack, so whack. And even Martel, <laughs> who's such a dick about it in the scene, Brett Collins, he, he's he's really good for like a small party. I just like, you know what? I'm I, I'm 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 I feel really bad for you because the the worst thing someone can give you is hope. It's like, oh god, god, god damn you, damn Martel, you you have your job back. Like he's leaving, and you gotta kick the brother while he's down. Fuck you. <laughs> Trash. Trash. Uh, but and then he he breaks to the team. In a really sad way, in a really bum way, this is a dick way to break it to the team. Because, <laughs> you know, they're at the party. They're dancing with the strippers. Danny, I'm sorry, Ro- Brian is about to hook up with a stripper who I thought was deaf, but no, it turns out it's the one from the, from the beginning of the movie. And, just, and like, Welsh, Welsh drunky McIrish. <laughs> he's like, he's, like Shane Falcon's going to say, he's like, you're going to play under the best quarterback in the NFL. Like, yeah, Martell, he crossed the line. I'm done for the season, guys. Good night. <laughs> Which I mean, yeah. is that accurate? He was kind of shitting the bed when he when he was playing before. <laughs> he wasn't doing well. You're probably better off with Shane Falco's hands, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty, much. <laughs> pretty much. You should have kept the guy. But yeah, so uh, he he bl- he blows he blows off his girlfriend, and we go to the next day, and this is like a trope you see in sports movies where like the star player for some reason isn't playing, and then everyone else starts playing like shit. Everyone else starts playing like shit. You know, for some reason now Danny can't tackle, Franklin can't catch, the running back, holy McBible guy, he can't he can't hold on to the ball. He's fumbling. He's like, What what are we gonna do? And it all comes and you know what? The last straw, when once again publicly, Jade Martel makes fun of the deaf guy again. This time in front of eighty thousand people. <laughs> and I, I love how like the crowd I love how the crowd's already booing him. It's like they already know yeah. he, they already know he sucks. You're not gonna you're not gonna win the game under him, so you may as well play foul. Dude, dude, he's out here in these streets sliding at the two yard line. They don't like this motherfucker. No, they don't. <laughs> he ain't gonna he ain't going he ain't going to war for you guys. And he's already he's he's he's, su- he's sucking it out. They're down seventeen nothing. And you know what you know what they need to Winston, what do they need to win? They ain't Shane Falco, Doug. No, but, but, but what spoiler is, alert. 
but but what what did got heart 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 to win the game? That's where that's where you see the Batman like just a giant heart. You just need to understand that that's wild. The fact that I remembered that because like I told you, I'm only halfway through my rewatch right now. The fact that I pulled that out of my ass. That's five five pointer right there. Hit my five pointer. Won the game. We out the toe. Yeah, let's go. But yeah, uh, they need hard. They need Falco back. Shane Falco gets the stadium in record time, I should say, because they just went back to halftime, and he's I'm already sure he back. Lives to the really, yeah, he lives really close. He must live real close to the stadium. Yeah, so they have they have, so they have two quarters to win the game. So the, so yeah, they go they're going they're doing they're doing well. They're fucking assaulting the team, <laughs> just like in longest yard two thousand six. Uh, but so they, they get it, they get it, they're within distance, and they, all they need to do is just hit the three pointer to tie. But uh, I, a Welsh guy, his his mob friends found him. Was like, okay, you know what? After the words, we're gonna get you, we're gonna get your ass. You're done. You're done after today. So they audible. Shane Falco scrambles. He hit. He gets to the end zone. But oh no, <laughs> there's a flag on the no. play. Sumo no. wrestler. Sumo wrestler was holding. Oh no! No. So they got to hit it again. They got. Damn it! They got. They got essentially win the game twice. So yeah, like it's I said, all good. They can do it. Like I said, they can do it. What is it? What is it? The coach Jim McGinty said, "The game's on the line. Winner wants the ball." So they get, coming full circle. Coming full circle. So they. So it's, it's all it. There's one more play. They're gonna pass it to Brian Murphy to win the game. Shane Falco drops back. He sees Falco on the. He's not Falco. He sees Murphy on the out. He throws the ball. It'd be funny if he just like really just drops it right there. He catches it. The Sentinels win the game, and they're going to the playoffs. They did survive, <laughs> and as long as they had heart, they won all the games. They will. They will electric slide. Uh, yeah, there it is. They celebrate they electric have slide. In audience noises, yeah. And I will say, I do <laughs> admire that. That's where they stopped because, like, yeah, they did. They did the game in real life. They were playing some players. They won their games for Washington. Yeah. And then they were kind of just like put away. And yeah. I do like the like, what he says at the end. It's just like, sure, like, I mean, they didn't get any dopamine deal. They didn't get anything. But they were part of something great, and they're always going to remember that. And I think that's yeah. like a really good way to leave it off. So, yeah, that yeah. was the replacements. So, uh, Russell, final thoughts on the replacements. Yeah, it was the first time I actually watched the whole thing straight through. I had caught it. Actually, I hadn't watched it. Our honeymoon, they had it on. Kind of what Winston was saying. I think it was on TNT or TBS or something like that. And we watched a little bit of it. I had never seen it before. It was one of those ones, you know, you get one of those sports movies you didn't go see or didn't just haven't checked out. But, yeah, this movie is terrific. It's a fun film. Um, it got comedy. It got hard. It has all that. And then kind of at the end of the film, you kind of feel bad because you know that these guys are just – that's what they did four games and it's done. You know what I mean? Whatever they, what they did to uh, get their team to the playoffs, it's, it's over now. It kind of stinks because you know, that that's all, but um, yeah, everything about the film. I love, you know, Gene Hackman is the coach, uh, typical Gene Hackman coach role. Phenomenal. Um, and yeah, Keanu Reeves is Keanu Reeves, man. It's a fun film. Uh, it's definitely one I'm going to go back to. Um, and yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's in my top 30 for a reason. I mean, it's just a very, very fun film. It's Orlando Jones at his peak because he was having a hot streak uh, in that early 2000s. What between that and Evolution 
and uh, Double Take with Eddie Griffin. Office like space. he had a number yeah. of like real office space. Mm-hmm. He had a number of great films. Uh, he was even uh, one of the smaller roles in uh, Bedazzled with uh, Brendan Fraser and Elizabeth oh, Hurley. Shit, like he was funny right. in that yeah, shit yeah. too. He's he's a yep. he's a great actor, man. So you, when you have that. You throw in there, um, you know, obviously Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman, which were, were absolutely great. It's just a funny, fun movie. And these are the types of sports movies people come back for. It's not that you don't like the Rockies and, and all that kind of stuff, but these like kind of ensemble misfit characters doing the best they can to win the game is always just so great because you get to see them be pieces of shit, but then like grow together. And yeah. believe in themselves. That's like a hardball. I love yeah. hardball. I know that's Hardball's about kids, good. but same thing. Yeah. It's about a bunch of misfit kids. And also Keanu Reeves, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> he's everywhere. He's literally everywhere, man. Um, but the same thing. So I love this movie. Absolutely love it. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's a fun film. I think it's enjoyable. It's it's a good like rewatchable because I can pop this in any time. Like some football movies, I'd be like really invested to watch it, but this one I feel yeah. like I can. Like I said, it's on TBS all the time. Why do people will sit down and want to watch it? But yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it's enjoyable and mostly on the fact that I think the premise is legit great. So those were our thoughts on the replacements, and we're not done yet because Russell, it's game time. We're doing it. Oh we're doing oh it for boy. guest Ember. Now, Winston, last time time you were here, we did our cast of the Black Justice League. Now, that footage Mm -hmm. was lost to the ether, so we thought we'd bring you back to do the opposite of it. We're going to do some Black Avengers. Now, Russell, you may be uh, confused because I did not give you a roster of characters to cast. That's because you're not not playing today, Russell. I'm going to be the referee. This time time I'm jumping in the ring. Oh, oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, you didn't tell me that plot twist, motherfucker. Plot twist. <laughs> so Russell, uh, we have our roster of characters: is Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, Hawkeye, and Nick Fury, who we both made white. So it's gonna be your job to judge our picks. So Russell, just what what do you, what do you want to hear first? This is, all, this is in your hands today. Okay, you said Iron Man, Cap, Hulk, who else? Thor, Black Widow, Hawkeye, and Nick Fury. Just think, think the original, think the original Avengers movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's go Iron Man. All right, Winston, I'll let you go first. Will Smith. I mean, who else? Who else is more perfectly stationed to play the cocky, arrogant, pretty boy, flirtatious? What did he call himself? The billionaire philanthropist playboy. Who is better to play that role? Uh, and any of the black actors that we've seen that has the comedic chops but can play the drama than Will Smith. It has to be him. Okay, you know what? I I shouldn't let you go first because that was my pick for Iron Man. <laughs> so it's a wash, you guys. It's a wash. All right, I guess you gotta, let your, you, gotta, you gotta let you gotta let your guests go first. You know. Okay, fine. So I guess, I guess that's a wash. We're, right. so we're, we're, we're tied. Keep going. <laughs> okay. So what do you want uh, to next? Let's go ahead and go. Let's go, uh, Captain America. All right, I will start first this time. Uh, I decided to go with Michael Ely. Michael Ely, who you recognize from Think Like a Man, and all sorts of other stuff. I think he he has that kind of like black good old boy vibe, you know, kind of like an old-timey feel. He's got very pretty eyes, and I do think he could do well in the role of Captain America, a.k.a. Black Steve Rogers, who I would think would go be Stefan Rogers in this case. Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I disagree. I do like Michael Ely, but I didn't have him cast uh, as Captain America. I had John David Washington. 
I think he's already proven that he can be an action star. He's proven that he kind of has that like kind of righteous uh, element to him in um, uh, Black Klansman. And I think he just fully has the chops. I I can't think of anybody that that perfectly kind of fits that a little bit more than him. Um, And if you've seen Ballers, you know that he's funny as fuck. So he he can definitely pull out the elements where Cap is like, that's America's ass. And is like, that is America's ass. Like, he can pull that (laughs) stuff off. Okay. All right. So, Russ, we'll get the point. I like John David Washington. Damn it. I I do. I, I do like it a lot. I, I do. I'm going to go with Winston on this one. I, I do. All right, fine. I, kind of what he said. Ballers. He's funny in Ballers. I can see it. He 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 does show that he can be serious. He has both sides of the coin. I like it. I, I'm going to go John David Washington. Hell yeah. What are we doing next? What are we doing next? Hulk. Hulk. Okay. Hulk. Okay. Uh, so I guess I'm up first this time. For yeah. me, I went with Winston Duke. Um, now the only thing about this, how much bigger is he? How much bigger is he gonna get? What's gonna get radiation? So that's, so that's the funny part that I realized. But but I needed to. You needed a character that can be like Mark Ruffalo, and I immediately tapped into him in Us, and that whole mentality of of like kind of being the pulling in that nerdy element, playing the Bruce Banner type situation. So I tried to avoid the whole Edward Norton side of things and jump straight into the next time we saw Hulk was which was Mark Ruffalo. Um, and I just think that he fits that same vibe, but he brings his own element to it. And like you can have, uh, especially when we get to Professor Hulk, so he has to play the kind of gruff, the gruffness as well as like the the intelligence and the humor. He would kill it. So okay. that's my choice. So I'm going a little different direction because I think that the best, a good thing that Hulk should have that should be like a big difference between like massive, enormous Hulk and Bruce Banner's. So I want someone wiry, and I decided to go with Lakeith Stanfield. I think he can play mm-hmm. that scientist that scientist well. Like I said, he's a small frame guy, which I think works for that dichotomy between him and Hulk. And he's just a flat out awesome actor who I want to see in more things. So yeah, Lakeith Stanfield for me. My only question, and this is this would be my only challenge to this, is can he hit the same like if if, if the idea is that they, they fit into the same movies, if the movies are gonna be completely different, like that that's my question. Are we supposed to be plugging them into the movies? Are we assuming we're just plugging him into the characters and assuming it would be different, uh, different movies? Um, e- e- either one, I guess. I don't. Okay, then because then I was thinking of Winston Duke actually portraying like that's why I brought up the America's ass thing for John David Washington. Uh, okay. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about Ragnarok. Fair. Like, Keith is hilarious because like look at him in Atlanta. Yes. But he has that kind of stoner hilarious. He's not. He doesn't. He doesn't have the high energy of like. Bruce be like, where am I? I haven't been here for days. Like, so that that's my only that's my only drawback. But I will I will defer to the judge. Judge, I like I honestly I, chance I like yours. I like Lakeith yes. Stanfield. I think um, I think he would make a good Hulk. Um, kind of what you said. He's that little stocky like nerdy guy, but I think he still can play both sides of Bruce Banner. So I kind of like that one. So yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Chance on that one. All right, let's Why go ahead not? and go with. Let's go ahead and go Thor. All right. I'm, I went with Isaiah Mustafa. May, may recognize him as the old Spice guy or the older version of the black kid from It. I think he has that, can play that kind of like Shakespearean type of vil, type of hero. He's very big. He can be very bombastic. And like I said, fun, funny as hell if we're plugging into regular movies. So, yeah. Isaiah Mustafa. I would want to see him scream about Odin and all kinds of weird crap. Interesting. All right. I personally went with Yaya Abdul-Mateen. 
because I went with the same thing where you like he has shown his comedic chops before, but like you like you need four to be like epic. And I don't necessarily like Isaiah does give me a little bit of that in the Old Spice commercials, but that was always from like a I'm like really just laughing at how ridiculous this is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like again, he's got the action element. Like I'm imagining him talking about bring me Thanos and and you know like all that kind of stuff. And then I'm imagining him, this dude that has been, you know, been fucking uh, 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 Doctor Manhattan. Spoiler alert. Uh, has been like all these uh, Manta, all these different things in these movies to have the full breakdown with the beer gut and everything else like that, being like, I'm a failure. I will find you, noob, 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 gamer in 69, like noob master 69. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like he would absolutely kill it. Judge, uh, all right. I, uh, I'm gonna go with Winston. I like Damn Gaia, it. uh, uh, in this one. I kind of like side with him on this one i do like with his work obviously in uh aquaman it makes sense i think he would play a great thor i think he and and it'd really be funny to kind of see uh showcase you know fat thor in yeah i, I think that's funny so yeah i'm gonna go ahead and go with yaya and i want to give the point to winston yeah. all, right, let me, all right let me go ahead and get the one out of the way you said the nick fury had to be the white cast right yeah, and yeah. so we're gonna let's, go, and let's go ahead and do that one yeah, I'm going to go ahead and throw it in with uh, Nick Fury right now. Let's try to get All to right. that and see how Let's funny this could be. First this time, right? So I'm yep. going with Gerard Butler, bro. I was trying to go I was trying to go with the most like Samuel L. Jackson-esque. Give me that same vibe of I can play that serious. I can lead these people. But then also just the, are you fucking kidding me? Like, And I just immediately <laughs> thought of 300. I thought of the ugly truth. I thought about like the, the movies that he's done. He's got, oh, he's, I mean, the, the motherfucker was Leonidas, leader of fucking men. You don't think he can come out here and lead the goddamn Avengers? Gotta be Gerard Butler. See, I disagree because my pick is another super spy. I'm going with Pierce Brosnan, who not only looks like Nick Fury from the comics, with the, with the white version, but he's also a better actor than Gerard Butler. And if you want someone to try ah, and bring together Pierce. the Avengers, it's going to be Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan does not look like Nick Fury. Yes, he does. First of all, Gerard Butler a thousand percent looks like Nick Fury. How dare you? Have you seen white Nick Fury in a while? Don't, don't, you, don't you want to see yeah. Pierce Brosnan in the MCU, Russell? James Bond? Man. <laughs> he just talks so soft all the time, though. I can't see him getting mad like Samuel L. Jackson. If we're gonna go, if we're gonna go based on that, I, I gotta go, I gotta go Winston again. I gotta go, I, I gotta go I gotta go Jerry B. I think Jerry B would be fun. I like Pierce Brosnan, don't get me wrong, great actor, but I still think like he just doesn't have that yelling, you know what I mean? Like like the like the really rally the troops kind of thing, like I think Butler could do. So I'm gonna go with Jerry B on this one. I'm gonna go with Winston on this one, okay? Well, well with, with, with that Winston wins the game. No, he doesn't because we have black no, because you guys Watch Iron Man. Oh, sorry, we can't tie. We can't tie. All right, let's keep going. But I, but I also, but also, I was gonna say, bro, because like, if you're gonna pick a Bond, honestly, to do that, it's Daniel Craig. Okay, like, if enough. you if you're gonna if you're gonna oh, yeah. do that, you go you go Daniel Craig. He's already shown his comedic chops as well, doing Knives Out. Yeah, uh, we've seen that he can do a, a believable American accent. I think that that would have been if I was gonna pick a Bond to do it, it would be him. All right, all right, gotta tie this. Next one, Russell. All right, let's go ahead and go Hawkeye. All right, Hawkeye. I'm going with Power Zone, Omari Hardwick. 
I think he has that like militaristic look. I think he's not big enough to the point where he'd overshadow another actor. I think he's really talented, and I think he's a perfect for a supporting role like Hawkeye. Okay. I got to go with the fact that, like, let, let's be real here. Hawkeye's got some sort of power, whether he's tapping into some, like, force of some sort. I got to go with someone that has already tampered with the force and wants nothing to do with Disney, so good luck doing this. John Boyega. I mean, I gotta you, go John you just Boyega. said it. He doesn't I mean, want anything to do with Disney anymore. But that, <laughs> let, let's just say it's a perfect world, and John Boyega said, fuck it, I'm down to do Hawkeye. You got to have the blend of humor because look at all the, the, the random jokes that Hawkeye brings up. Like, come on, I'm a guy with a bow. But then to also play the seriousness, you've seen that in his role as Finn, but you've seen it in everything from Attack the Block to Detroit to, to every number of films he's done. He can, he can straddle that line exceptionally well. Um, and I think especially watching a dark version of him, like as an Avengers, because he gets mind controlled for a while, would be really dope to see. I think he'd be really great for that. And then, God, God forbid, you know, not forbid, I would love to see it. He's eventually got to evolve into Ronan. He's got to lose his whole fucking family. And John would go to a dark. I, dark also, place. I also think John Reed's too young for Hawk. I think he's someone a little older because John Boyega is a good pick for something else, but I think he's a little too, a little too green. All right. Well, mm. What does the judge say? Judge? <sighs> you, you know what? I'm going to go with Chance on this one. Yes. I like I, I like the pick. Um, and Hawkeye being like kind of like a side character, I think Chance's pick I think would be a uh, perfect call for Hawkeye. Though I like John Boyega. I just I, – I, I don't know. I think it may be too big of a role for him. Like, I don't know. Let me go ahead and go with our final finale. Let's go with uh, Black Widow. Back in the game. See what we All got. Right. Let's go and see what we got. It's to tie, tie it up, Chance. I am going with Miss Scandal herself, Carrie Washington. Uh, I would love for her to jump into like a badass movie type role like this. I think she's a really good actress. Uh, sh- uh, I think she can easily bring that kind of like mystique to a role like Natasha Romanoff. And also, we know she can hide a pregnancy. Just put her behind lamps and carry giant bags. There we go. Carrie Washington. There's your Black Widow. Uh, uh, well, I think I got your number, bro. Uh, I'm going to go with somebody that is already familiar with comic book movies. I'm going to go with somebody who has already proven that she can do the action uh, side of things because Carrie has not proven that yet and was absolutely phenomenal in her role as Domino. I'm going with Zazie Beats, bro. She already, like, she's got a similar kind of, like, look as far as, like, again, you look at how she was with Domino, similar to how Black Widow has portrayed herself. She's shown that she can get in there and mix it up. She has that action star vibe for sure. Uh, she's hot. She's on the rise. Hot as in like she's on the rise. Her star is hot. I mean, she is physically attractive as fuck. But like she's she's on that that kind of upward trend. It's not to say that Kerry Washington isn't a good actress. Kerry Washington is a phenomenal actress. Uh, but Zazie is as well. But and I but I will say I will say Scarlett Johansson wasn't a big act, uh, action actress until she got into the M- the MCU. So. That's, but that I mean I mean there was but there were already look hold on I'm gonna bring up I'm gonna bring up her IMDb because if you're just gonna do that then I'm just gonna go ahead and we gonna look and see <laughs> Scarlet Joe I mean she was in she was in the island but that's there you go that's not I mean, island's, like, I, island's a, a good I'll go to bat for island I like the island I mean yeah that's true before yeah that's true uh what she was in the island. She's in Match Point. I mean, you, you, the, bro, did you see Match Point? Fire. Match, <laughs> like, match but, but she's an eight-legged. 
She's an eight-legged freaks, bro. Come on now. Match match point solid. That's that's one of my uh, but, but I think Carrie Washington could pull into that same like you know oh she's gonna be an action star now zone that Scarlett Johansson did. But yeah, I but again, that's why. But that's why I pulled Zazie, bro. She's already done it. So like you've given me, you've already given me proof that she'll knock it out of the fucking park. All right, well, Russell, man, do you want to go with something new and interesting, or something we've already seen before? Oh man. Ugh. Anyway, there's so much pressure. Um, I don't know what we're gonna go with because age-wise, these 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 uh, these two are kind of far from one another. Um, and Scarlett Joe is kind of right. Oh, man, it, it, it literally, you know how how weird this is. Because I, I looked up birthdays, all right. So I guess Kerry Washington seventy seven, like was born in seventy seven. Zazie in ninety one. So one seven years, they're like se- they're they're seven years apart. Separated seven yeah. seven on yeah. each side. So I'm like shit, dude. I said, what are we like? What are we doing here? Um, well, the we question is here. We, hey, well, here's the question because we're saying this is for Avengers, so it would have been Iron Man two. That's two thousand ten. How old is Scar Joe at that time? She would have been... ScarJo is what? Say, uh, she's 26. Yeah. But she was 26 at the time, she, which yeah, would 26. have put 90... So that if it's t- right now, uh, 20 she's years... 90. Call it 1990s, 20 years, it's like, like 30. Yeah. So it makes... Huh. So so you, she would be about 30 starting it versus Kerry Washington is almost... It's like in her late 40s. Yeah. But if she's starting in... But if we're doing this Iron Man 2, Iron Man 2 is what year? 2010. No, no, I was going for age. I'm going for I'm going for age, not not in 2010. She's way too young to do it in 2010. Exactly. Ca- just, because no, 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 no. But think okay. about everything you just said, because none of that shit then makes sense. You're not you're not tapping Yaya then. You're tapping them now. You're saying you're making Avengers right now. Who do you go? I'm not, you know okay. I mean? Yeah. Well, then if I'm gonna do it right now, then I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'll go Zazie then just because she's younger. You're gonna get more longevity out of her. If you're going to continue to go forward with the franchise, yeah, is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna I thought we were going. I thought we were going with toys. My my perception of this was very flawed. And I okay, fine. So I do lose Winston because if, if that's the case, you have to throw out your argument then about uh, uh what's his name about Lakeith. I would also have to throw out Winston Duke. But think about that. Lakeith was not a thing at the time, so you're just gonna make that shit up back in the day. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I, I did not think this through. <laughs> well, yeah. All right, fine. Yeah, so. So when so Winston wins the game, he is our two-time cast it champion. Yeah. All right. So uh, that brings us to the end of the show. So Winston, thanks for coming back to join us. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the social media at the Swaggy Blurred T H E S W A G G Y B L E R D. I'm all over the internet, but that if you follow me there, I make announcements about all the stuff I've got going on, including positive black people news, the Inner Geekdom Show, SCN Live, Schmodown, all that good stuff. All right, Russell, you want to give our plugs? We're head up. Yeah, you guys can find us notorious by chance in the Facebook group. Go ahead and get involved there. Um, that's where we're going to put up polls. Obviously, I, I don't think we're putting polls up for next week's show because uh, Chance has an announcement about that. But you can also find us on Notorious by Chance YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to be putting up our reviews for Tenet and New Mutants. So go ahead and stay tuned for that. And yeah. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at ChanceWars underscore 91. Check out the Smodown where I compete. Join that Patreon. We got a bunch of stuff coming up uh, live. Uh, uh, Bateman versus Merle again this Friday. That's going to do it for us today. And uh, join us next week because next week, Russell, we're going back into the world, back to back to life, back to oh Disney boy. Channel movies with Abby Friel joining us on the show. <laughs> That's going to be a fun time. That's going to do it for us here. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>